0: This is the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. Two. What was that? One, two, three. Three, <laughs> two, one. And welcome everybody to this episode of Coming Home with John Allen. I am your humble host, John Allen. Before we get started with my guest today, I want to make sure everybody knows that this is also going to be broadcast as a podcast episode. And you can find that at... Anywhere you listen to podcasts, anywhere you watch podcasts, that includes YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes. Just search The Coming Home Podcast with John Allen and you'll find me there. Okay. Enough of the self promotion. Let's talk about you, Mr. Andrew Morrow. How are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm good, John. I'm always good.
0: <laughs> I. I, I uh, how long have we been talking about this? Man? Well, actually, you have been on
1: my podcast. I done an episode. I guess it was around a year ago wow, now. Oh man, it was about a year ago. Yeah, almost right to the day. in the it middle was right of the lockdown. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so much has happened. So since we didn't then. actually get to sit down face to face like this.
0: Well, you know, I have. Um, you know, the pandemic came and it didn't negatively affect me too much, mm. but it did put me into this situation where I'm a little bit more isolated because I'm not at that gym of where course. we both go. Uh, I have my home set up here. I need yeah. to show you that. Afterwards yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so because of that, I just, I just haven't seen you, yeah. but I see what you're doing online. Um, I want you to talk about that a little bit because you're offering something, um, you're offering a health product, let's call it a health yeah, product, yeah. and you're doing it in a way that a lot of personal trainers don't do. You're appealing to a segment of society that needs the kind of help yeah. that you offer. Tell us about that.
1: It's real exciting. Yeah, so basically I run an online coaching program It's called the Strong Dad Project.
0: The Strong Dad yeah, Project. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's... Um, and that's
0: what they search if they want to find it online.
1: Yeah. The absolutely. Strong Dad Project. Absolutely. So yeah. most, of the, um, most of the materials done through Instagram, shares to my personal Facebook page. I don't actually have a lot of channels. Um, but you're
0: using your Instagram so effectively. Yeah. You've got some cool videos. Yeah, on there, yeah. And Little displays of your own strength, uh, little snippets of motivational speaking. And then, of course, the actual product and how it can apply to, to, to dads
1: yeah. who need it. Yeah, yeah. Skinny dads. Yeah, especially. <laughs> basically, I just wanted to, um, I mean, the product applies to anyone who wants to build muscle, essentially. Yeah. But yeah. I uh, I speak directly and specifically to skinny dads because that was my own journey. You know, I was a naturally slim, skinny guy, struggled yeah. to put on weight, yeah. um, struggled to eat enough, uh, trained for a long time, didn't feel that I was seeing the results, yeah. uh, you know. Hard gainer would be the term yeah. that people would use. But really, it's just a case of I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't know what I really needed to do in order to... It's an educational journey, absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. Nobody
0: is... no, nope, And people want the results so quickly. Yeah. And sometimes they don't understand that it is an educational journey. You've got to gather that information.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think a big part of what I try to do is um, try to make people come to their own realizations. Um, try to make people... See the need to take initiative on themselves to be a little bit resourceful, uh, in their own in their own journey as well.
0: Some but people have to learn that self motivational yeah, aspect.
1: Absolutely, yeah. um, it's a big big struggle for a lot of people. Sure it is, um, and I think we all have that in some in some aspect. You know, it's like I think uh, so. I struggle to uh, I struggle to motivate myself to to do certain tasks that I should do.
0: Oh, I'll be honest. I'm struggling with that right now. Yeah. After these op- yeah, look at that yeah, thing. yeah. Oh, All these operations and the shoulder and everything. That's the last true. one they yanked out my bicep yeah. and reconnected it there. Yeah, and I'm struggling right now to stay motivated. But isn't it a, isn't it a case of the more you do it, the easier it becomes? You know, I'm struggling right now, but I know because of experience, I'll get back on track. Yeah. But you help those who may not have the experience of getting on track in the first
1: place. Well, that's what I find uh, in my own life is. When, uh if there's something that I'm struggling with it helps to reach out to someone sure who' has went through the journey themselves sure who um who can guide you and coach you through it so that's what I try to do in uh, in this regard with uh, with skinny dads who want to yeah. put a bit of muscle on
0: well again you're doing it so well you make it entertaining you make it interesting you know I'm not a skinny dad but I follow yeah. what you I follow what you're doing on on instagram because yeah. you, you make it so interesting you make it I like the way you put your personal story. You know, <clears throat> you'll see a lot of so-called influencers or these big-name uh, mm. personal trainers, and they make the whole story about them. You're making it about the client at the same time as you're inserting your own personal journey, which just makes it more motivational yeah. and interesting for people who are watching. Yeah. Where did you come up with this concept of this particular focus uh, on, 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 the, on, on men's health?
1: Again, I could say um, uh, basically... ...reached full capacity in the, in the gym and what I'm able to do in person as a PT. Uh, so I wanted to expand into online and kind of reach out, help more people in that regard. Uh, but didn't really know how to do that. So yeah. what I actually done is I've hired a coach. you hired a coach? Yeah, of course. Um, so the I have had a coach, coach. Yeah. <laughs> a guy who has done this before, who, yeah. who has built a successful, multiple successful Here online businesses. Uh, he's actually based in Canada. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we, we communicate online, well, mostly with his team. He has a large team that um, he works with a lot of people. Um, and, uh, he, but he has done this before and helped multiple other people do yeah. this, uh, get their message out. And yeah. a big part of his uh, advice was to kind of narrow down your content. Ah,
0: not just be a personal person. trainer, but be a personal trainer for this particular segment. Exactly, of course you yeah. have abilities in all areas of health, but, Absolutely. but, but you're focusing on this one segment.
1: Yeah, yeah. and uh, and to kind of um, use your strengths and use your own story and use your own journey uh, because people will relate to that. People will people relate to people connect with that exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. funny. What you say about you following my uh, my content and stuff and not being a skinny dad? I actually had a girl in her early twenties message me the other day and say, "Okay, um, your content's so strong that I want to I want to sign up for your dad board program." <laughs> well,
0: but you know what? But that it, it, but isn't that a uh, testament to the universal universe? I mean, it's a, it's a universal thing. Absolutely, health is universal. Health yep. is health. Period. And then you can start breaking it down into what's best for this and that other individual. Exactly. How do you... uh, I would imagine there's a certain psychological aspect to being a personal trainer. Mm. How do you connect with that? How do you apply that
1: to your clients? For sure. I think... um for me, that, I, I think that's actually my greatest strength as a uh, personal trainer, more so than my 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 knowledge regarding training uh, theory and anything. Interesting. Like that. I wouldn't expect to hear that from um, a personal trainer. Yeah. that's different. Um, yeah. I think my ability to connect with people yeah. uh, has always been my greatest strength. That's what a lot of my clients say that they enjoy. They enjoy the training and they enjoy the results that they get, of course, but they enjoy the the actual time with me as yeah. well. You know, yeah. so uh, that's. Uh, that was a really cool thing for me to hear.
0: Well, and that's one of the first things I noticed about you uh, <clears throat> when, when I was training at the gym there. Uh, I think before I even said hello to you, I just saw how you were when you were dealing with people. Yeah. And... Uh, of course, there was a lot of focus and there was a lot of sweat, but there was also smiling and laughter and and good conversation. Yeah, I'm like, who is this guy? And then I remember I went up and shook your hand, and turned out you were powerlifting. Yeah, yeah. At the time, so we had those things in common, and uh, and again, just just the way you, the way you are with your, you know, you're not this cold robot telling them to push harder, harder. Yeah. You know, you're you're putting that psychological, that that social, that friendliness. Into it, which of course is going to make it more attractive for your clients. I yeah,
1: would I think so. And again, it's just the same thing for me, too. I, I, I basically relate to my clients how I like to be related yeah. to. You know, I don't like do to others having a, yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't like having a domineering force over me. Yeah. Um, I don't like someone telling me that I'm weak or, or, you know, any yeah, kind yeah. of, um, the, the drill sergeant kind of aspect. So I, I, I treat them like people, like friends almost, you know. Isn't that and the way to do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. Um, and now the struggle was then to how to translate that online when you don't actually get that. So how did you do time that? With people. So that was a, that was a process over about two years because I've been doing online coaching yeah, well. for two years or so. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of up and down, up and down. It's never really yeah. had a period of sustained growth. That was when I decided to reach out for help. Yeah. Uh, I okay. see, I, I seen this guy and I seen this guy's content and I'm what the Canadian, doing. Uh, yeah. Coach. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and what he was doing and how he was helping people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I reached out to him, uh, signed up with his program, get some coaching myself that enables me and helps me to coach other people. You invested in yourself. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And um, and then I now feel that I'm able much more uh, or much on a much better level to uh translate my personality online I guess I, th- I think through it's important. I
0: think it's important for, uh, you're a true testament to this thing uh, it, the, the never-ending quest for more knowledge yeah uh, even at your level of coaching of of, of, uh, uh, of being a personal trainer you're still learning yourself
1: yeah, oh absolutely and
0: and and people that's not a negative thing I want to see that coach I want to see that leader who is still trying to better their knowledge, yeah. still trying to gain ability. That yeah.
1: was actually a commitment I made to myself when I became a personal trainer at first. Um, I done my PT education and I committed to myself that I would continue to educate myself for as long as my career lasts. I would never uh, rest on my laurels. I would never yeah. settle yeah. on the knowledge that I had. Oh, and that's that is, boring. That's a boring life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's always people that know more. I I find it very inspiring seeing people who are at higher levels of success than what I am. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it sparks something in me. You know, I uh, I feel hungry for that. I feel hungry for shows. progress. And uh, it shows. Yeah. And um, so it's like a, it's like a never ending quest, like you said.
0: How, how do you tackle this thing with the client who, uh, I mean, I, because I've seen this in my, in my time uh, in, in the, in the health industry, uh, a client may come to me, which shows a certain level of motivation, mm. but at the same time they put, very clear words on their frustration that they've pretty much given up. Mm. And now they're in my hands. They want me to fix them. Uh, With the thought that you're focusing on men of a certain age in a certain life situation, Mm. what kind of stories do you see? What kind of, what levels of, um, frustration do you meet and how do you motivate that guy? It might be 35, maybe 40 years old and he's yeah. kind of given up on his health.
1: Yeah. How do you meet that person? So do you- the, uh, the thing for me is I always try to communicate with guys that it's not going to be a smooth road, you know, uh, there's so many variables, especially when you become a dad and a lot of these guys are running their own businesses or quite yeah. high level careers and stuff like that. Uh, Lots of responsibilities and they trying to juggle family life and, yeah. and marriage or relationships or wherever they it's are. It's a lot to handle. It is, yeah. you know, and it's uh, there's a lot of stress that comes with that. There's a lot of pressure that comes with that. There's a lot of um, tiredness and frustration and sure. everything that comes with that. And there's so many variables outside of our control, especially when the kids are small. Uh, there's sickness and sleepless nights and all these things that can impact your training. So I just try to outline that right from the start make them aware of that that this is not going to be a completely smooth process there's going to be bumps in the road the thing is is that when we hit a speed bump we don't let it completely derail us you know it might set us off track a little bit get right back on at the next available opportunity and keep going if because that's life isn't it exactly. nothing yeah. is smooth in life exactly uh,
0: we are made stronger by the challenges that we face I'm, a t- I'm the kind of guy I enjoy the challenge yeah. Uh, okay, here comes operation number eight on my shoulder. I know I'm going to go down for the count for a while, but how am I going to get out of it? And that mental process of making a whole new trainings plan is motivational yeah. to me. But see, <clears throat> that's me after a lifetime of, of, of training and fitness. Uh, it's hard for most guys and ladies, most people, period. It's hard to have that kind of motivation. Where do you draw the line as a trainer between pushing the client... And, uh, you know, w- how do you know when to let up so that you don't pu- you know, you and I are used to a certain intensity, Yeah. but that's not normal for most people. How do you, how do you approach no, that?
1: And for me, I, I don't consider myself, I don't even consider it my responsibility to push people too much. It's more so to show them the way. These people are adults that I'm yeah, working with. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm, I'm, yeah. I I don't want to take anyone by the hand as such. I want to have a mature conversation. Yeah. With another grown-up, yeah, and we can say, "Look, this that's is a good approach. this is what's required." Yeah, um, but you still have to take that responsibility. I can't drag you along. I can't get behind you and shove you along. I can't walk beside you. That kind of I think uh-huh. that's the difference between a coach and a, unlike that drill sergeant type, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, some people want that drill. So you know, yeah, I, absolutely. I was, there's a, there's four years place in the United for, States I'm Marines, the, I, I had my benefits of yeah. being bossed around, yeah, and yeah. yelled at. But not everybody wants that in their day-to-day life.
1: No, and it's it's not my style. It's not my personality no. type. You're too nice. Uh, <laughs> 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 I don't know about that, but <laughs> but I just. Um, I guess yeah. I, I I treat these people as adults, you know, because they are. Well,
0: That's a good starting
1: yeah. point. That's and, a good starting um,
0: point. You're not in charge of their life. You're No, their guide. exactly, you're their exactly. Guide, yeah.
1: Right, yeah. So uh, they come to me. They want my help. I will tell them what needs to be done. I will certainly encourage the minute. Um, and as I said, I try to kind of come alongside. Yeah. You know, and walk alongside, but not to push, not to shove, and that's not to disregard that either, because like you say, that's very, very suitable for some people. But those people aren't going to come to me they're going to right. go who someone who does that right. they, those people won't succeed with me you know my my style won't work for everyone um there's people come there's people go yeah there's people stay yeah you know so yeah. it's it's very much and i think that's the coaching relationship in general and that's why i try to put as much of my personality and my style out on social media um openly yeah because i don't want people to be under any illusions when they actually come to work with me of how things are going to be and yeah. i outline this before i actually get a sign up before a person actually goes from a prospect to a client, uh, they get a pretty clear or hopefully a very clear outline of actually how the process will look.
0: So you have a very structured pitch, you know, you, you don't just uh, take their money and get started. Yeah. You have a little discussion before.
1: A bit of a qualification process, yeah. you know. Um, I I obviously, I, I work to earn money degree but i also work because it's my passion yeah i don't want to take someone's money and not be able to help them i don't want to steal from anyone and isn't
0: that the blessing uh to be able to make money off of something that is your passion absolutely isn't that something that's the dream i'm experiencing uh, that now with my podcast with my radio show good god i have a radio show you know (laughs) and 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 and, uh, and and to be able to to yeah, I mean, isn't that the blessing? And here you are, and, and your enthusiasm, again, it shows, it comes through, and I can only imagine how motivating that is to a client who has pretty much given up on their health.
1: Yeah. That's
0: uh, a big responsibility.
1: Yeah, for me, it's uh, its very much, that's why I, I talk a little bit about my own story and stuff as well, and my own struggles. Yeah. Um, because if you... It's truth. Yeah, it's truth. You show people where you, where you struggle, and I still struggle to this day. You know, my kids are small. I have that up and down. Yeah, all, sure. all this thing that people sure. are going through, um, I'm going through it myself, yeah. you know. and um, There's times when I miss a training session, and like yeah. I said, it's, it's to not let that become this big, devastating catastrophe. Yeah. You know, so many, especially people in the beginning, they think they miss one training session, and... Everything is ruined, they've yeah. lost all the progress that they made previously. Right, right. And actually if you just get right back on the track yeah. at the next available opportunity and, and go for as long as you can and you continue that process over a period of months and years and hopefully a whole lifetime. And the, and there's the, the, the benefits come. of you
0: putting your story out there and, and being vocal about your struggles and challenges. It, it it keeps it real. Yeah. You know, the kids these days just keep it real. You know, yeah, that yeah. is keeping it real, yeah. uh, very much so. Can you grab me the coffee can yeah. there? Me uh, ask you to pour it for me. I have uh, I'm messed up in that arm. If you can unscrew it, this shows you how dead my arm is. After I think you got to screw it the other way. Oh,
1: arm's
0: Maybe they do different. They do it different in Ireland.
1: You guys now. can't see this,
0: but I'm I'm struggling, and I have I'm, an excuse. I'm, no, I'm new no. operated in my shoulder. Andrew, what's your excuse? I Why just, can't I you needed, open? There we go strength a little better. Would you be so kind oh, as to pour strength. pour that for me? No, but your grip strength. Man, you, you know, you had a period where, where you were putting these uh and I was teasing you a little bit about it, you were putting these body weight exercises where you doing you were doing uh chin ups and yeah. pull ups and I gotta say I was a little jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I and but but I I th- that right there <clears throat> was an example of how um you know on paper, you know, if you and I were to squat bench or deadlift, I'm going to do more. Oh yeah. But you and body weight relation are probably stronger than me in your upper body, which is really a fascinating aspect of strength that a lot of people don't understand. And I think examples like that can help that new beginner to understand that strength is a relative thing. Fitness is a relative thing. You know, there's a level of optimal fitness for a 50-year-old that is different than optimal fitness for a 30-year-old or even a 40-year-old.
1: Absolutely.
0: and. I think people get too caught up in that comparison thing instead of thinking about themselves in a relative sense. Am I in better shape than I was last month? You know what it's I mean? It, absolutely. What do I need to do personally to fix my health?
1: Yeah. And I think that can be the danger. There's, there's two ways comparison can work because I like to look at people who are stronger than me, who are more successful than me. Me too. Yeah. And it inspires me. It yes. drives me. Yeah. Uh, it, it lights something and It sparks absolutely. something within me. But, uh, many people look at it and feel discouraged so that's the 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 kind of paradox of comparison is if you can be inspired by it it's a positive yeah. thing if you find it discouraging and demotivating it's a negative thing so yeah. again these are the this is the um the the constant challenge and the constant interesting thing yeah. uh, uh, of coaching is Meeting these different personalities and finding out what makes someone tick, what motivates someone, what demotivates someone, and the same thing. Well, can... and there's the psychological,
0: a, the dynamic psychological aspect of what
1: you do. Absolutely, you've got to be
0: awake and f- uh, you got to pay attention to that psychological aspect and then cater to that client's needs. Yep. Um, I would imagine. I, I know I experienced this when I was a, a personal trainer. You, you, you have that client. Who comes and they throw their money at you and they book a bunch of uh, training sessions and then they don't show up. Yeah, where where do you draw the line? Again, I, I, you're not the type of trainer who pushes people, but I'm sure you will take contact. You'll reach out to. Oh yeah, person. yeah, absolutely. So how how far do you take that before you just hey, you know, they've made their decision, they're gone now. Yeah, again,
1: that's I don't really have any set in stone rules. I, yeah, I. I Treat everyone on an individual Coming basis. Coming to the mic a little, little bit closer, on. I'm sorry. There um, you go. So, uh, so for me, again, a lot of that comes down to the qualification process now as well. In the beginning as a trainer, it was just like someone wanted to pay me to train them, sign yeah. them up, you know sure. what I mean? Now you have to make a living. Yeah, absolutely. You have to build a reputation. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, now I'm actually in a position where I don't hunt for clients uh, it must anymore. Be nice. yeah. 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 So it's uh, business kind of roles. Uh, I. I get people come to me for, for, via referrals or they've heard about me or they've seen me coaching other yeah. people uh, and they come and they want to sign up. Uh, so now I have a very much more... Um, I can be a little bit more selective yeah. and be a, almost... try not, not necessarily try to scare people away but make people see before they sign the contract you what the process requires. Process. Exactly, yeah. 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 And if they're not sure that they can actually commit to what is required and they don't sign up you know it it scares them off or i said maybe you're not ready for this
0: it's good to see an honest personal trainer because unfortunately there are way too many who just want the money and again one must make a living yeah okay one has to build a reputation and to do that you need clients but just to see a personal trainer who's maybe 10 years into the game and has a full client list but they still just kind of
1: yeah, it, it's
0: yeah. Th- there's a level it's, of honesty that's missing in some it's, of them.
1: It's uh, I, yeah, and I guess that it makes of people skeptical. Industry, yeah. Uh, well, it
0: makes people very skeptical, yeah. and it's a shame that people like you have to kind of deal with that.
1: Yeah, you know that's not your fault.
0: That's no, others. and
1: it's um, and that's something that's difficult, especially in the beginning, in yeah. the early stages. You know, <laughs> I really, I really threw myself into becoming the best possible PT that I could be, no. um, right from the start because this is the only thing that I have any sort of relevant. Uh, or relative competence you uh, (laughs) You got nothing else to fall uh, back uh, (laughs) he's desperate folks he's (laughs) desperate that's what he's saying he's desperate (laughs) I kind of was when I moved here you know what I mean this was the only thing that I uh, that I really know how to do it's kind of all I've put myself into
0: you came here to Norway from
1: from Northern Ireland from
0: Northern Ireland in what year? 2015. 2015.
1: Yeah. yeah. Six years ago. It'll be Six seven years, years ago. Tell me year. about that. What?
0: Do, why?
1: Was it love? There oh, you go. Show the ring. <laughs> That'll be a good
0: screenshot. We're waving That's our rings at the camera. <laughs> These Norwegian women. I know. What my, is this,
1: tempted, man? Uh, <laughs> so how did you guys meet? Uh, we actually met online. Okay. Um, yeah. or we met on a forum. Uh, we both uh, write a little bit. I do most of my writing now through my social media. Yeah. Um, so we were writing. What kind of, my, what kind
0: of writing does she do? Uh,
1: poetry. Ah, oh, um, beautiful. Mostly poetry. Beautiful, um, yeah. Yeah, she, and she writes in English, actually. Okay, uh, interesting. So that was how we got to communicate. Yeah, um, We started chatting back and forward there. Uh, kind of, uh, then we started emailing because we were writing these like <laughs> big, huge, digital love email. letters, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean by yeah. So it was kind of like this... Uh, um, kind of long distance relationship for the digital age, you know. There's, so, how long were you guys a, rapping back and forth before you actually be mad met her. about this? I think, yeah, yeah, mad about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh four or five months.
0: Okay, so you really built it up.
1: Yeah, um, I was a really nice way actually to develop our relationship, man, because uh, it was so. just there was we kind of had the computer screen and the distance between us, so yeah. it took the guard down a little yeah, bit. You yeah. know, you could be a little bit more open. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um.
1: We got to know each other very, very well through, like, emails and texts and yeah. social media messages yeah. and things like that before we have ever actually met in person. Uh, so it was... Uh, I'd never had a relationship develop like that before you know so it was it was quite special
0: so when you guys finally met did she come to you or did you she come she came to me, came yeah, to me. look man, at I, that uh, yeah. hey the, the <laughs> fellow's got game this brother's got game they come to him well that's how it goes It's take <laughs> I flights it. you know I love it, I, love it. If I when I meet your wife eventually I'm gonna tease her yeah, about this yeah. so you had yeah. to come to him huh? I'm gonna you cause, a little, I'm gonna cause a little trouble I'm gonna cause a little trouble man. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. well she's, uh, yeah. is, she, is she still a writer is she still doing uh, poetry she doesn't
1: do so much now Um she says she's too happy now. Too uh, <laughs> oh, how sweet, how sweet. <laughs> she's uh, she's too happy now to yeah. um, to like. So, uh, I guess I'm <laughs> I doing something it. right, huh? I love it, man. Uh Yeah, so I offered to fly here, of course, because you know they. I kind of thought, even though we've been chatting back and forth, there's yeah. all these catfish situations and sure, stuff. You know, you see all sure. these TV shows about this stuff and.
0: But Norwegian women are tough, like that. yeah, they, yeah, they, man. So Snoopy is the same way. She was young; she was still a teenager and traveling by alone all over the world yeah. and stuff. And uh, she was in the United States, and she's like uh, walking through Skid Row in Los Angeles and stuff.
1: It's that's uh, Norwe- That's it's. I really they're kind of tough, I l- like that. I love that about Norwegian yeah. culture, man. And I think it's, it's, it's different. The kind of ruggedness of the yes. Korean and the you know the very outdoor yeah. focused people. Yeah. Um, then there's obviously the the dark and the cold of the winters and stuff like that. Oh I think man, all I of that, time, yeah, though. I, I think it. all of that kind of contributes to this. This difference, other otherworldly yeah, this, aspect. Absolutely, yeah. this extra toughness that you say. So I had offered to come here because of that reason, because I thought it maybe would be a little frightening to, right. to fly, acro- you know, not across the world, but it's a two-hour flight. Yeah. But, but she was know, ready to yeah. jump on a flight. And then this, that, and the other happened. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we were doing kind of every three weeks or so. Yeah. Um, flying back and forward for yeah. the weekend, any holidays, stuff like yeah. that. We did that for probably another three, nah, three, four months, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And then I made the move here. You know what? But it developed very, very fast. I love it. Um, it all. That's a real out, love story. So, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was quite. Very uh, similar
0: to how I met Snoopy. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, let me
0: ask you: How was life for you in Northern Ireland, though? What city were you in?
1: Uh, I was in a town called Lurgan. Oh God, um, so Not a city, but a town. No, we don't have so many cities, man. We've got <laughs> Belfast. I, I mean, Northern Ireland's like this size, you know. <laughs> so we have uh, we have <laughs> Belfast as the capital. We have a few other cities yeah. that are titled as cities, yeah. but yeah. most people from around the world would call them large towns. Yeah.
0: But what um, was what was life like for you there?
1: Um, uh, <laughs> there's a there's a a question. I, I I love my hometown. I love the people there. Yeah. Um, I don't miss it. Okay. I uh I I guess I went through uh a lot of challenges there. Um in many ways. Um it's a it's a working class town.
0: I was going to say if if I could if I could go by the stereotype I would think working class yeah. not a lot of money but not poor.
1: Yeah. Kind of middle of the road and yeah. plenty of struggles. Certainly about on a on a worldwide scale, you know, when you think of, when you look at worldwide poverty. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, poor compared to what you look, would see, maybe more so in the middle classes and the upper classes in England, for example. Right. We, okay. d- we don't have that so much in Northern Ireland. No. We have the working class and the uh, slightly above working class. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Northern Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> so we have the working class on benefits and then the working class who work. <laughs> did, you, did
0: you have anyone in your family who was involved in politics? You know, there's always been this off and on volatile political mm. situation.
1: Actually I was quite sheltered from that growing up. You? Um okay. yeah, it's 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 funny because To your benefit it, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um because because uh, yeah, we had this political situation. I didn't have anyone in my family that was involved in that. No. Um I did I even though Let I Let me gr- get you into the mic a little yeah, bit. More. Sorry. I'm sorry. I, even though I grew up in a so I grew up in a Protestant loyalist British um working class yeah. estate, council estate, you know, these rows and rows of houses yeah. that all look identical. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's so strange, and that's the funny thing. Uh, and <laughs> to
0: me, as a, to me as a non Northern Irelander, it's so yeah, strange. Yeah,
1: it's and we actually have these segregated communities, yeah. you know. So uh Protestant, so Catholic, Protestant, Catholic and, yeah. yeah, and uh, British and Irish, yeah, you know. So, yeah. um, so I grew up surrounded by all the British regalia and stuff, and always. Um, you know, I'm British. Everyone abroad calls me Irish. Yeah. But my identity, what I feel, is is, is, is British. British. Yeah, yeah, because that's how I grew up. You know, yeah. I grew up with the with the British flag, flag the Union flag, flying from every lamppost. Yeah. In the, the uh, the curbstones on the edge of the footpaths were all painted red, white, and blue. We yeah. had all these. Um, it's very distinct, cellophane. from what I understand. It's yeah.
0: very. I mean, it's almost like a line drawn in the sand. It's yeah. very distinct. The loyalists versus the you know the, the, the Protestant yeah, yeah. Protestant versus a
1: Catholic. it's very clear yeah. who's, who's who. And it really was when I was growing up in the nineties because we still had the the conflict was still going oh on. So now yeah, they're up in the nineties. <laughs> Just
0: tell everyone uh, you think I'm
1: old, okay? That's what you're saying. Like, yeah, was, yeah.
0: If I'm reading between the lines,
1: so <laughs> I feel quite old myself. Hey, now, I'm 52. You know, and proud of yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Life gets ba- You don't. You don't. Life gets better with the age, man. I, I honestly think so. believe that. I think so. Age is relative. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I got to be yeah. silly sometimes. Oh um, <laughs> this is what it's about, isn't it? It's, let's have fun. Yeah, absolutely. So it's um, so yeah. There was that really clear segregation and dividing line. You know, I mean, we actually our town... Literally had like an invisible line in the middle, yeah, where you had the Protestant at the end of the town and you had the Catholic end of the town. It was very rare that someone would venture over the lines, you know what I mean? Because it was almost like, uh,
0: well, not almost, it wasn't it pretty much literally a gang type of situation where and, it's us and them,
1: and yeah, and even more so than that, it was, um, it was paramilitary, you know, it yeah. was from much more organized than, yeah. um, than just kind of street gangs, yeah. you know, so especially back then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So from- now, that now things are. It's loosened up a little, from what I understand. But back then, it
0: was that paramilitary, that us versus them, line in the sand type of thing. Did you feel safe? Did you ever feel threatened? Did you have any social relations
1: with the other side? And I put that in air quotes. Yes, I did, because funnily enough, I I was from one of the few families that kind of had uh, mixed relationships in it. Okay. So I had uh, my uncles, who were Protestants, were in relationships with Catholic women, married Mm -hmm. to Catholic women. Um, How did that go over? Was uh, that... Oh, quite all right, actually. It was. You didn't uh, feel uh, any heat uh, because no, your family no. was because it mean, no one in my estate knew so much. That was something I wouldn't ah, broadcast. You know, okay. And, they, I and, see. and this tends to happen where um, families that mix these mixed relationships, they would uh, move far out right into the countryside. They wouldn't live uh, in the town anymore. Okay. Self preservation. Yeah. Simply. Yeah. yeah. For the most for the most part, you know. So um but yeah I mean for for me growing up I, I I think about it sometimes now because I look at life in Norway and stuff like yeah. this. But it was just very normal at the time you know we had the we had the army patrol in the streets we had police yeah. out all the time in armored armored yeah. vehicles and stuff yeah. and it was just uh, and you just knew that kind of this was our end of time and this was their end of time you know and <clears throat> They it, say
0: that people that grow up in situations like that or even kids who are growing up in a war zone of course the trauma and the stress is there but they come you know, they adapt in a way to where they don't consciously feel that. Yeah. But they may feel it later when they come out of that situation. Did you ever have this moment where you're like, Oh my God, I actually used to live like that. Yeah. A little bit. Feel yeah, that, yeah. A little
1: bit being in Norway and stuff because uh, it's different here. It's uh, yeah, total, absolutely.
0: Total different sense of safety and comfort. It's, than, uh,
1: it's um, I, am I, am such a huge fan and proponent of norwegian society i think yeah. it's amazing um, i make
0: fun of it a lot but yeah, it's oh, of course, life, but life is good i'm i'm terribly homesick you say you don't miss yeah. being back home i miss being back home yeah. but it's not like there's something pulling me there it's not like i want to drop everything because life is good here yeah <clears throat> i have to say that life is good here norwegian society is good it's not perfect but yeah. it is good oh,
1: of course i don't think there is a perfect society you know that, what i mean though. and i think no i don't believe that either i think norwegian society is about as close as it gets, you know. And there's obviously always room for improvements. Well and um, the thing
0: the thing is is I and maybe I'm naive, but I get the impression that the Norwegian government or the Norwegian system means well. Yeah. Whereas when I go and put my eyes on my home country the united states i feel like there are people at the top there that are, that don't mean well for mm. society yeah they, yeah they want to cause a little chaos for their own political benefit yeah but i just don't see that here in norway no. and it's such a relief
1: yeah it's <laughs> that uh it's that kind of uh societal trust that, yeah. that is, is kind societal of, trust yeah it's kind of um it's woven into the fabric here i think you know so it's amazing for me when i see like when I drive through the countryside where I live, uh, hillbilly country, I know you like to make fun of, uh, of Scotself.
0: <laughs> oh gosh, I'm so sorry.
1: Uh, it's going yeah, to Scotts- um, I'm, I'm going to make Scotself famous. Make I'm going to make Scotself ah, yeah, famous. Yeah, let's put it on the map, man. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, when you have these like little stalls and stuff set out where, where people just set out boxes of eggs, and then there's just a, yes. a box to leave money, or there's a number to kind of send VIPs, which is, which is like Norwegian PayPal. And, and you just take your eggs and the people trust you it's to just so send the money. charming. Yeah, yeah. and that, that would never happen yeah. where I'm from, you know what I mean? that, uh, that, stall would all be stolen from and probably be racked and sat on fire. <laughs> there was, a, there was, you know, a, yeah.
0: Uh, I've seen apple orchards out uh, in, in Li'r and out in Hoxund and they'll just put the apples in a bag it's and hang it on their fence yeah. line and then people can just text the money and, it's and take crazy. it. It's, that's so crazy. That's so charming to me. It's, it's like, very quaint. It's yeah, very old-timey. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it used to be like that back in my hometown yeah. back in the day. And to a certain degree, it still is. But Back home, it's rare to have things like that. Yeah, absolutely. it's so normal and it's so charming. Yeah. I wonder if the Norwegian people appreciate that though. I I,
1: I guess if they have experienced other cultures, um, if they maybe experienced they do, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, but yeah, I think it, it. and I I think I I would I would feel the same if I grew up in this culture. I'd probably take a lot of it for granted. Yeah. You know, yeah. where for me, I think it's amazing. I I think uh, the 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 trust, the level of safety, and the the. A lot of people, um, I couldn't believe it the first time I went to work in Oslo, when I when I uh, first moved here I worked in Oslo and I took the train into Oslo at like 5 o'clock in the morning for my early morning session and none of the shops had metal shutters over the windows yeah, or that? anything, yeah. you know. Little things like uh, that. Yeah, and I
0: was, I was like... Yeah. See, now when, and when you mention that, it's like, yeah, it is like Every that. Every shop shuts and down yeah, in the UK. Yeah, you know, there's the yeah, metal
1: shutters that yeah. come down so people don't they smash the windows, yeah, exactly. so people don't break in. And yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's Norway like, has this simple there's a charm quaint, about it, like you said. Charming type of thing. Yeah. And again, I don't know that they really understand how... I think they take a lot of it for granted. I really do. Again, unless they've been somewhere, unless they've traveled. And and you know, like, Snoopy lived for a couple years as an exchange student in the United States when she was younger. And then she lived there with me for about two years, two and a half years before we came here. Mm -hmm. So she's seen that. And she has a different awareness than what most Norwegians have when yeah. it comes to those kind of things. But that's because she lived in the United
1: States yeah. for a while. So, And that's one of the benefits, of course, of yeah. being able to travel the world. I think uh, travel and experience in other countries really opens your eyes. It, it, uh, it
0: sure does. And I wish more people would do it. I think a lot of the problems that we have, both in the UK and especially in the United States, a lot of the problems that are there are because people don't have a broader perspective. Yeah. They haven't been anywhere. They haven't. They think they've seen everything, but... My God, they're not even close. Yeah, they don't mind. understand. Uh, pe- pe- for example, people will label <clears throat> uh, Norway as a socialist country yeah. as if that's some sort of evil thing. Well, first of all, it's a social de- democracy or yeah. a democratic socialist uh, country, which is a totally different thing than Marxist yeah, socialism. Yeah. Yeah. And there's very, of course, things aren't perfect here, but there's very little to criticize about the social system here in Norway. Yeah. Uh, people quite,
1: get looked after.
0: Well, quite the opposite of of criticizing it. Yeah, you know, I don't. I I know people back home who are struggling. Some of them have gone bankrupt mm. and lost their homes because of medical bills that they have yeah, to pay. That's and crazy. we don't have to think about that that's here crazy. in Norway. Yeah. We just don't have to. It's not an issue. Yeah. We're going to be taken care of. Yeah. Well, and and taking care of may be the wrong word
1: because we pay into we're, that we're, system, yeah, so we're yeah, getting we're, what
0: we we're getting what we paid for. Absolutely, which is a
1: beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 as, as it should be, as it should you be. You well, as I said, we, I know has quite a high, uh, it has quite a high tax rate, but
0: I pay it willfully.
1: Yeah. 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 However, it, it comes back. I think, you know, however,
0: when I first came here and I first started, I started working almost right away. Mm. Uh, I got a job within a month after I got here. Uh, and I, 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 uh, stayed on my summer vacation up at our place, up in, uh, up in Finnmark. Mm. And then I started working and then I got that first paycheck and I'm like, Good God, they <laughs> take this much in taxes? Yeah. And it was, it was, it was a shock because yeah. I wasn't used to that. But I calmed down very quickly when I realized that the money that I still had after that tax was more than enough to live on. Yeah. More than enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we didn't have kids at the time, but, but, uh, um, you know, it was just Anne Elizabeth and I, but, uh, but, but the, the money that I had left was more than enough. Yeah. And what I got for that, you know, I would have my first doctor's appointment. And I'm like, really? I, I
1: I don't have to pay? Yeah,
0: Or I, I think it was, I, I paid like uh, uh, the equivalent of like $20. Yeah,
1: it's 200 kroner it's or something, like, isn't it? It's like, that's it? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, I'll pay these taxes, yeah. you know. So it, it's all relative, Yeah, and it, and it has it, to do with worldview, it has to do with society. perspective. A lot of people are kind of closed off to what's outside of their little box.
1: And I think I, I always get the impression about uh, American citizens is most Americans, at least from my perspective, and I can't say most Americans because I, I don't know, but how it looks to me is most Americans holiday and travel within the U.S. <laughs> yes, they, yeah. they, they rarely travel outside That's of the right. U.S. So it's um, so they are kind of in that. But there's a reason that for bubble. that, you know.
0: People have to remember America Such a is huge. huge, country huge. As well, so yeah. so to travel from where I'm from in Ohio, you know, uh, out to California is a genuine vacation. Yeah. Genuine? Oh yeah. Or holidays, I, I completely
1: you get that. Yeah. So
0: yeah, but 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 I I, I will acknowledge uh, the limitations of that when it comes to worldview.
1: Yeah. Um, advantage is it, it, disadvantage no, it, it's just the way it is yeah. in the United States and I'm sure things are different across the states but sure. ultimately it's it's all underneath the same cultural umbrella. Right. For the most know? part,
0: yeah. So yeah. it's
1: uh, you, so you're not really getting outside of that, even though right. you might go and see different scenery and meet different kinds of people and stuff like that. And I
0: get that that's the way it is, but I wish more Americans would acknowledge that that's the way it is and that they would also acknowledge the limitations mm. that that incorporates. Yeah. You know, you don't... Know, if you've only traveled from... Ohio to Indiana which is the next state over you don't know that much about the world no. you really don't no. and you're not going to learn much about the world from watching the news No, you've got to get out there and experience it because everything's going to be a little twisted yeah. <laughs> when you're watching it your on TV don't, I
1: don't follow any news you channels you don't follow whatsoever, news? whatsoever.
0: I, I do in the sense that it's uh, it, you know world events and yeah, social I, issues come up in my in my podcast and whatnot. so I do follow I understand but, the, uh, but it's important and I make sure that I get it from different sources Yeah. To then take the next step and interpret what I hear, and I yeah. think that's what's missing with a lot of people. They hear something on the news and they don't bother to try and interpret it. They just take what they're hearing, and that's gospel. Yeah, and you can't, you just can't do it that way.
1: Yeah, especially when you have these kind of tribalist oh. news uh, news yeah. outlets. Yeah. you know that kind of yeah. paint one way or the other. Yeah, it's terrible. And, uh, and kind of paint things one way or the other. To of, yeah, to fit whatever their their uh, their agenda is. I think that's uh, that's that's very dangerous because if you just kind of only get your news from the one source... And it's, You're it's missing kind of so much. Them. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that works on both sides of the spectrum.
0: Absolutely it does. Um, I try to think of myself, or I do think of myself as not as a consumer of news, but as an interpreter of hmm. news. I like to hear something and then do a little bit of research and figure out, you know... What are the, what's the other side saying about this same issue? Yeah, and that's where one can learn. That's where one can continue to be inquisitive, instead of being indoctrinated. Yeah, and that's the problem with news today. People get indoctrinated.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think even it's in sad. politics and stuff as well is well, sure. Uh, you know, it's uh, if you t- if you find too much of an identity in whatever party that you support, yeah, it's easy to be just swayed to with whatever beliefs. Absolutely, I yeah. prefer to I prefer to kind of um, go by my own value system. Yeah. And that may align with one side, one there, and one with the other, you know, because it's not, uh, these uh, opposing, opposing parties aren't necessarily always, um, they're always in disagreement, but I'm not necessarily always in agreement with one that's side or the other. That's very true, yeah. You know? And that's, I, that's the importance for me. I I prefer to go off my own sort of moral compass. Yeah, I lean
0: more to the left. I'm more of a Democrat, but I don't agree with everything they're doing yeah. by far.
1: Yeah, I've, uh, I've seen uh, a few of your posts recently where you've actually been... Criticizing the, oh, the Democrat Party a warranted. little bit, and I find that very encouraging actually. Cause, uh, well, I try. Uh, it's again, important not to, I think. Yeah, not well, to well, well, thank you for that. too much of an identity in, in one particular.
0: Thank you for, for for commenting on that. But but it it it, it's, uh, it, it speaks to my inquisitiveness. Mm. Uh, it speaks to me being a, an interpreter of the news, not a uh, consumer of yeah. the news. But you you said something about your own personal values. Who is your? Do you have an influence or a main influence in your life? who guided you towards this world view this social view this uh, this moral moral fiber yeah. that is you
1: um a lot of positive influences i guess you know mm-hmm. i was um part of the reason why being a dad and the and the dad thing is so important to me is i was raised by a single mother um mm. so my mom raised me alone. My dad wasn't in the picture very much. I see. Um we we talk from time to time now. We are actually mm-hmm. in contact. Um but he wasn't around a lot when I was actually growing up. Uh so I had my mom obviously was a huge influence on me. Mm-hmm. Um hats off to the mothers. Yeah, I want to make sure. I'm we, saying uh, hi to my mother, yeah. she doesn't have, <laughs> doesn't have the internet, she doesn't even have a cell phone, yeah, so she's never mom. gonna see uh, this. I but see hi you mom. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> But uh, she's but, such a But human. yeah, I, I should uh, I should make sure that my mom knows how much I appreciate her because um, we've had friction throughout the years as well. You know, I was not an yeah. easy kid to yeah. uh, to. Um Raised on her own and she always worked, you know, she yeah. didn't, she didn't rely on the, on the system or anything like that. Not that, that that's wrong, but that was her,
0: that was her yeah, personal was, pride. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, so she worked well, she must have done herself. something
0: right because you turned into this beautiful person that you are. And I say that, mm. uh, I think you're a wonderful person. You're one of my favorite people to talk to. I've missed you uh, over the last <laughs> year and a half, yeah, two absolutely. years almost. Uh, but you've turned into this beautiful person who is so positive. You're so giving of your time mm. to others. And you're putting a consistent positive message out there, and I, I've been thinking there has to be someone who has been the main influence of that. You yeah, know, we we usually try to mirror those who we admire, and it comes out in things like what you're doing. Yeah, so your mother's, uh, yeah your mother's to your mother. Yeah, I mean, she's mentioned. she's
1: been the most consistent influence throughout my life. You know, she's yeah, so. she's even even at the times when when we really were button heads and having a lot of friction. When it came down to it, she, yeah. she was the one there, you know. So she, this is friction when you were a child, right? Yeah, and, and teenager, and yeah. uh, you know, I well, as a te- more so as a teenager, and um, and even into my early twenties, you know, I you was were a uh, rebellious little. Cost, I was a bit you? of a wild man, you know. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, yeah, I mean, we we had our moments, but um, but I love my mom very much. Yeah. I, I want to. I hope she knows that. Um, and uh, and as I say, she's been the most consistent influencer in my life. Aside from that, um, there was a big influence from many youth workers in my life. We uh, we used to, uh, a crowd of guys, uh, guys and girls, we used to hang out on the street as as young yeah. teens, you know, yeah. and uh, and drink cheap wine and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and we had these, uh, like, outreach youth workers that would come from, from different groups, from the YMCA and from different churches and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and many of those guys I'm still actually... Um, in touch with today and still quite oh, close really? with today. Yeah, I even spent a period of time when I was like 19 uh-huh. Um, one of them actually took me in this home because really? I was really struggling. Yeah, I was living on my own. I'd moved out from my mum's. Um, and I, I always had this struggle with uh, with with alcohol and drugs and stuff like that. Okay. As, when I was younger. Uh, I could never quite escape it. I would go through periods where I would do really well, but it was always, uh, it was a cycle, you know,
0: would you,
1: would you consider yourself an addict
0: in that period?
1: Uh, to a degree, yeah, yeah, not, not to, um, you were obviously able to come out of it. Yeah. But, yeah. But so not it, to the degree where I the- like really, really physically needed it, you no. know, but it was more like a mental thing. It was a man- mental, a mental escape, a, Yeah, exactly. It was an escape. Um, really struggled with myself as a person for a long, long time throughout that period from. From my early teens, I guess I'm pro- probably from even before, from my childhood. Um, until my kind of, well, I could say even until now. You know, I'm yeah. all, I'm on a upward spiral, an upward spiral and upward journey, but yep. I, I still have my moments. You know, of uh, so that's why mental health in in my message is a big uh, is a strong influence as well because it's something I've experienced very very strongly uh, throughout my I was going to say throughout my adult life majorly throughout my life, but even yeah. as a child. And my mom even says now, looking back, you know, mental health wasn't, people weren't so aware of me- mental health issues 30 oh, years not ago. not at all. You know, yeah. or 25 to 30 years I ago. I think so, of some
0: of the stuff I went through as a police officer, there should have been counseling. Yeah, you know, yeah.
1: But there wasn't. No. It just, didn't, it just didn't happen. So there's much more awareness around it yeah. now. And my mom says actually, looking back now, she could probably see signs of me as a child, even, you know, of... Okay. Um, of like depression and anxiety and yeah. stuff like that, you know. But it wasn't; people weren't aware of it at the time. So she just uh, here's another admirable. I was sad, I guess. Yeah, you know? yeah.
0: Well, here's another admiral thing uh, about you: uh, you, you, you don't hold back from talking about your own mental health. Mm. Uh, I also talk about my own mental health. Yeah. You know, uh, <clears throat> the anniversary of my son's death is coming up yeah. in just a couple of days, and I talk, I talk about that, and I talk about my struggle and how I deal with it. And the hope is that it can help someone else who's going through something similar. Uh, is that kind of the reason why you put your story out there?
1: Absolutely. Um, for one side, in a in a selfish sense, it's somewhat therapeutic as well. Oh, actually. it's very therapeutic. It's like, and know, I,
0: also, I also say that. I'm yeah, a little selfish. Yeah, I'm a little bit yeah. of an egoist by putting, know, because it makes me feel better. Yeah. It's
1: self-therapy. But I also know that uh, I know many, many people Um Going through struggles like I experienced, yeah. Um, and but still not do everybody talks, But not everybody will talk about no, it. No, no. And I think uh, it, for me, it took a time to get to this place. You know, sure. um, I sure. remember uh, talking about these things early on in the process, and it actually it set me back a little bit. Okay. I find that I started to like relive those experiences and had those negative emotions yeah. again. Actually, so I think there's that's the. That's the kind of line that you have to toe with therapy yeah, stuff as well. Yeah, because there's always a little bit
0: of recall. Yeah, yeah, so
1: you can almost end up yeah. uh, in a loop. Yes. You know, so, and I find myself there in the early stages. And so for a long time, I kind of had to just keep my head down, shut up, keep quiet mm-hmm. about it and yeah. work my way through it. Yeah. Now, I i am stronger. I can say that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am more at peace. I'm overall happier and more content yeah, in life yeah. uh, so it's easier for me to talk about now and it's in the past you know what i mean right it's, right I, I, as Good i say point. of course i have the moments now but yeah. i'm i'm not living through it so much anymore yeah so it's easier to actually talk about without it to kind of Knocking me on my ass, you know, right, if I can say Right, that. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can swear on it. That. Yeah, yeah, that's good, because I slip out sometimes, man, I'm being really conscious here to keep it oh, in. No,
0: you don't have to keep keep it clean. No censorship whatsoever. Well, maybe for the radio Yeah, person. yeah, but don't, I'll, don't I'll, say I'll that,
1: because man, I'll flip a switch, like that, I'll go complete British working class, man, and every second uh, word, it. you know.
0: I love it, man. Yeah. I, I have to say, man, you're, um, uh, I, I'm, I'm very uh, fascinated with language, uh, accents and dialects. Yeah. I just love hearing yeah, you talk, yeah. man. <laughs> I, I'm probably going to pay you like a hundred bucks and have you re- record like a bedtime story. I can yeah, talked about night.
1: this before <laughs> I
0: love it, and I have to say, <clears throat> whenever I talk uh, about you to people, I switch over into my parody of <laughs> a Northern Ireland accent. That's okay, with so me, man. I, it's it, but I tease because I love. Yeah, okay? yeah. yeah.
1: That's that's very much our uh, <laughs> that's very much our our uh, cultural person. Yeah, type. Yeah, anyway, yeah. we're very self-depreciating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we tend to p- poke fun at the people that we're most fond of. So we say that actually in Northern Ireland that the um, if someone from outside Northern Ireland comes and hears us talking to our loved ones, they, uh-huh. they think that we hate them. You know, because uh. you, you insult them excessively. <laughs> yeah, <yep. laughs> well, you know, and,
0: and that's what I see in the in the stand-up uh, community. Yeah, doing my stand-up,
1: we we can
0: be so harsh. Yeah, I mean that's other. that's but humor. I think you yeah, know uh, as
1: long as it's. Um, you know, harshness said with love yeah, is uh, like yeah. uh, it's,
0: and you have to be mature enough to know the difference. Absolutely, but we know, and yeah, and
1: and also to uh, to communicate the difference because many people just speak harsh, and and that true. doesn't go down well with anyone. No, of no. Course, but, it, but but you
0: have to get to you know when you get to know people, ex- you know the nuances, exactly. You know their yeah. intent, and exactly.
1: Their, and that's the one thing I would say about Norwegian culture. Um, that's a little bit the, probably one challenging thing I find in assimilating with Norwegian culture is they 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 don't. They don't know that so much. They don't have that kind of <laughs> insulting humor. If you insult someone, yeah. it's too... It's an insult. insult. Period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my wife loves it now. She yeah. uh, she yeah. thinks it's the funniest thing ever. We uh, we insult each other back and forth all the time. And well, uh, yeah. and she thinks it's uh, hilarious. Yeah, and, and she's uh, really good at it, actually. <laughs> and, and it so took I'm glad Snoopy. I opened her up. Yeah, to it that. took
0: Snoopy a while to get yeah. there. Uh, uh, I, I call her Snoopy. Yeah. Some people say that's an insult. In, in fact, I've had, I've had people comment uh, directly to me that I need to leave my wife alone. Yeah. Why don't you call her by uh, her name? Yeah. You know, Norwegians who don't understand the, the, the love behind the teasing yeah. right there. But uh, but I've called her Snoopy since day one. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: she's Snoopy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. and it's uh yeah, it's amazing as it's, it's amazing when you develop that relationship with yeah, someone. And yeah, that's yeah. uh I mean in the past, um in the past seven or eight years, the the biggest influence in my life has been my wife. Actually, I, sh- I isn't should that I should make thing? sure to say that. Yeah, and
0: isn't that a beautiful thing? Um, a lot of guys are too tough to say that. Yeah. they're too tough to even realize it, much less say it. Yeah. But a man who is in balance, uh, and kind of talking about mental health, a man who is in balance and knows his own weaknesses mm-hmm. will then be more aware of his spouse's strengths.
1: Yeah, yeah, I that, believe that. I, like I truly that believe yeah. that. Yeah, that's beautiful.
0: Yeah. It's. Um, we're lucky with these ladies. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and and Norwegian women are different. Yeah. I, I, I will say that to my dying day. Not better. I don't mm. want to insult anyone back home, but Norwegian women have a certain independence, a certain steadfast yeah. approach to life and things that is extremely attractive. Or I find that extremely attractive in my wife, in Yeah, anyway. yeah so,
1: me too, man. It's... Yeah. Um, my There's wife, no games. Uh, There's a no, certain
0: amount of game plan and that's just gone.
1: I think they, I think they are better. Yeah. I'll insult every woman back <laughs> home and say <laughs> He said it. He said it, you guys. And his home address is... <laughs> I'm far enough away <laughs> now that I can do it. He's, like, he's do way out and he's out, out in the... <laughs> his, it is underneath the prison in Scottsdale. Good luck finding Under him Under the prison in Scottsdale. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, man, the... Uh, the 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 level of growth that I've yeah. achieved um, yeah. in the time that I've been with my wife uh, it has been uh, exponential. They, they keep us
0: in balance. They keep us honest. They keep us um, I'll say Snoopy is so good to me. She makes me be a little bit conceited mm. in that I have to perfect a few things in myself to make myself can I use the word worthy of her love? Mm. And I love her for that. She pushes me to be better. Yeah. She pushes me to stay focused. Uh, I wouldn't be on this microphone. I wouldn't be doing my podcast or my radio show if it wasn't for her yeah. pushing me in that direction. Yeah. She saw something in me that would fit for what I'm doing now. And I didn't even see it myself. Yeah. And that's the beauty of my marriage to her. It's she sees things in me thing, that yeah. I don't even see myself. Yeah. Isn't that what a good woman does? Absolutely.
1: And yeah. that's, uh, that's, I get
0: chills saying, I mean, yeah. it sounds cor- to some guys out there. This may sound corny. It may sound, uh, <laughs> but you know, this is the truth. And these are the things I think of when I think of my, my relationship with my wife.
1: Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, um, and I feel very much the same about uh about my, my marriage with Annalena, you know, it's, uh, she has encouraged me when I need to be encouraged and she challenges me when I need to be challenged. And you're Um, man enough
0: to take that challenge because that is also an issue of self, self self-assuredness and mm. a sense of security about yourself that you can take, that you can have that conversation where she's maybe correcting you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think, um, a a lot of
1: men won't talk. No, and I think my, unfortunately, my wife's, uh, she's one year and a bit older than me and I I make sure to make her feel it every day. (laughs) Uh, but I think with that year and a bit, she's got that little bit extra wisdom as well, you know. So I'm, probably, you know, it's. Uh, I think um, for me, you know, I I consider myself a pretty masculine guy, you know. Yeah. But yeah. um, but our our marriage is very much a partnership, and um, oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, I I value my wife's opinion more than anyone sure. else on this earth. I think you know. I don't
0: make a single uh, meaningful decision without consulting her no. first, and if it doesn't fit for her, then I won't do it. Yeah it's really that simple and
1: it's uh and there's, oh, there's the there's the openness the the ability to have discussion you know uh, is, it's um, beautiful when yeah, it's that yeah yeah so it's not just and um, you're not
0: giving anything up you're not giving up anything as a man to have that type of a consultation with no. your wife and, and unfortunately there's still a lot of guys who feel you know they'll yeah, pound their chest head of the household thing you yeah know. you know um head of the household okay i feel a responsibility to you know there's a certain protective role yeah. that i play there's a certain guidance role that I play, but all of that is in symbiosis with Snoopy's wishes and with her thoughts and, uh, uh, and her uh, needs. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: and um, I think it was a former pastor of mine actually that said one time, uh, "If the man is the head of the household, then the woman is the heart." Well, you well know? and I, I really absolutely. like that. Love, and, that's and that's, and that's very much uh, that's very much how our our relationship is. Yeah. I think I say I feel the same way. I feel responsible yeah. um, to, for the traditional masculine role to protect and provide um my wife is uh amazing at doing the 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 current and nurturing yeah. side of it you know it's yeah. those it's those people may want to say it's the traditional or stereotypical <laughs> masculine feminine roles but i think there is a there's a biological element to that i, I do believe
0: that yeah and um
1: but and, that's not to say
0: that a father's love is less
1: meaningful no, than a not, mothers. No, not I'm at all. I'm also a very or, big
0: proponent of that yeah. uh, because there is a narrative out there, and again, it's it's it, to me it's a little hypocritical. Uh, you may have the strong feminist who believes in, uh, you know, the strength of women, mm. as do I. Yeah. But then they will also prioritize the love of a mother over the love of a father, and yeah. I don't understand
1: that. No, and that's the thing again with identifying too strongly in a, yes. With, that, uh, with a certain tribe or a certain yes. Uh, title. Yes. You know, that's where I think uh, why I would never call myself this or that or that. Yeah. Not very Doesn't often, it just boil you know? down to just being nice? Exactly. Just be a good you know, guy. It, just be yeah. nice. Yeah. And, and it's... Um, and more so than... Uh, even more so than nice, there's... Because uh, uh, I think there's a time and a place not to be nice as well. You know I oh, mean? Course, and, of and course, uh, of so course. I'm it's, guilty
0: of not being <laughs> harsh when I should be. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah.
1: You know, so it's, it's being... Uh, well rounded I guess And, and well kind rounded, of um, yeah. And yeah being a good person And operating from a Operating from a place of um, I don't want to just say Positivity either Because that sounds so kind of You know Woo woo kind of, You know <laughs> <laughs> You know I don't, but, but operating from a Operating from a place of integrity That's the word I'm looking for Integrity balance. You know that having these values That you abide by Yeah um and man, it, like you say, this does not it, because I fulfill the masculine role does not mean I'm hard or cold with my kids i I cuddle my kids. I love them. Sure, I tell them I love yeah. them every day. I kiss them. How um, old are they? Uh, five and three. My yeah. daughter will be four, oh, actually. Such a beautiful Yeah, age. yeah. She will be four on Saturday. That's when actually, they were so little
0: and cute and they still smell like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> my, my th- our, our, Snoopy and I, our, our daughter is 16. Our son is, snar- is, is soon 14. And th- now they have smelly feet yeah. <laughs> and bad breath and stuff. But you still hug them every yeah, once in I, a while. Yeah, I am. You know, they'll
1: always be the babies, well, but it, I but, guess. But, but
0: again, the f- a father's love is very often minimalized. Yep. And I, I, I speak out about that, um, because it's just as important as it is yeah. uh, uh, as a mother's love. Yeah,
1: well, I, I experienced that in my childhood, you know what I mean? I, yeah, uh, I yeah. missed out on that. I haven't um, spoken to my father in yeah a few decades. So there we go, I guess. So, you know, yeah. We know that. We yeah, know that exactly. from personal experience. Exactly. And To be, to emphasize the role of a father figure, a dad, uh, a masculine man, a leader, um, yeah. is not to diminish or is not to the detriment of the feminine right. role. Uh, they, the two things complement yeah. each other beautifully. Yes. I think that's what we find in our marriage. Yep. Um, we didn't sit down and discuss these roles. We kind of naturally assumed And that's the beauty them, you know, of your marriage. It just happened thing, that yeah. way. It
0: just, you guys found that symbiosis. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, and we've talked about it since because yeah. we realized it, that we kind of just fell into this... Same All thing with so Snoopy it was, and I. Yeah, it was was very those, natural,
0: you know. A lot of those things, the family path, if you will, we just kind of started walking it the same way without a discussion. Yeah,
1: it's a beautiful thing. It man. really is. Yeah, it's a beautiful it, thing. I, I think the, you know, it's yin and yang, masculine, yeah, feminine, yeah, whatever yeah. you want to call it. The two things complement each other. Black and white. <laughs> yeah, how, Northern <laughs> you know, Irish black <laughs> American. <laughs> you know, it's the the two things complement sure, each other beautifully. Sure. It's yeah. um, it's uh, it's the, the, the they are not in opposition.
0: Let me ask you this. Um, <clears throat> going back to your life as a, as a personal trainer and coach, uh, what is your day like? Um, uh, do you have so many clients that it's a constant daily grind?
1: Yeah. Or are you more... Now, it's uh, much more controlled. I said, now I'm in in a position where I can be more selective with who I work with. I can be more selective with the hours that I work. Uh, In the early stages, uh, the personal training industry is quite a ruthless industry. You know, you make it or you don't. And there's something like a 90%... Rate of qualified personal trainers don't make a past one year. Is it that? Yeah, high? yeah, yeah, and wow. that's a actual. It's it's up towards. I think it's actually slightly over ninety percent. Is it? I have even statistic. more respect for you now. Yeah. I didn't
0: know it was that
1: ruthless. So and it's, it's the first year or two years. And, um, wow. So it's uh, because it's a it's an industry too where you you have no guaranteed salary. You know, it's it's very much you can be employed by a gym, but you are very much left the fence for yourself as an entrepreneur almost you know and that's what i try to communicate the new personal trainers coming up because now i'm one of the more experienced trainers in 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 the gym where i work um and uh is to not think of yourself as an employee but think of yourself as a business you know and a business requires there has to be a an investment put in first Most businesses, that's a financial investment. Yeah. With PT, it's time investment. Right. You have to, you can't just not be at the gym when you don't have clients in the early stages. You have to be there. People have have to get to to know you. Yeah. Yeah. People have, that's your form of marketing, you know. So, um, so I spent my time when I wasn't working with people, uh, I would spend an extra hour or two in the gym Walk on the floor, talking to people. Yeah, I would train in the gym yeah. um, and just talk to the people beside me at the. You were
0: so good at being very, social. Yeah, I remember that yeah. when I was there. Yeah, and very yeah.
1: quickly, um, everyone in the gym knew who I was. That's you right. Know? And yeah. that's um, and then again, when it, when it comes the time, I never try to sell anyone in that regard. I was literally just trying to get to know people. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, and just having genuine conversation. But then, when the time comes that someone decides maybe I want to work with a PT or that guy, they, yeah. they see me working a little bit and go. They're always going to select the PT that they know. They're going to there select go. the PT that they have seen that they that they trust. They're because not going to They're not going to go and knock at your door but you're at home and right. say, "Will you come to the gym and train me?" They're going to go to the guy who's in the gym.
0: And they're buying into your personality too much. Degree. So, 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 they, so, yeah. so that whole thing with being social and getting to know them is quite important.
1: Yeah. No, I just
0: wanted to ask kind of about <clears throat> you know what kind of scheduling you have and what kind of uh, uh, you know how many. Not how many clients, but how busy you are with your. I mean, you're sitting here fucking around with me yeah. <laughs> instead of being at the gym. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but 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 I would imagine it's somewhat of a um, more relaxed situation than it is now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sorry,
0: more re- more relaxed situation now than it was was then. before. Sorry.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. So as I said, now I now I, I'm not on the hunt for business so much. You yeah. know, um, in terms of what goes on in the gym, it's very much referrals and yeah. uh, and stuff like that. So. Um most of my clients are now long term clients too. I can't remember the last time I signed someone up for a contract that then didn't renew their contract again when the when the original contract ended. Nice. You know? so, that says uh, a lot. I have a lot of recurring business. Yeah. That says a lot. Yeah. Good um, good, uh, good, yeah, I, I always um I, I take that as a huge compliment to what yeah. I do. Uh so that's uh that's quite nice. Um so now I, it's basically more just about structuring my schedule, you know, yeah. and I try to be flexible with people, of course. Um, what I do now, do you have is a time? To, yeah, Not so much, but I, I what I do now is I try to do three day times, three morning day times, okay, and then two evenings, okay. So I used to do early morning to evening, yeah, uh, almost yeah, every day. Yeah. Mean, in the initial stages when I first started out in the very first gym I worked at, and also um, the the first months I was there. Uh, sixteen hours a day, Monday to Friday. That's a long day. And my first paycheck at the end of my first month was three thousand kroner. Oh, (laughs) man! And uh, talk about a time investment. Yeah, you know. So that's what I'm talking (laughs) about, and that's why I try to communicate. Um, yeah. To up and coming trainers is it, it requires that It's a business It's the same as Like I say, Most other businesses They have to put in Large financial yes. capital You know yes. We don't have to do that We have to pay for a qualification Once you've done that That's pretty much the, yeah. the financial investment done But it's the time investment then And it's putting that in Reaps its rewards over time, you know, so I've sure. actually went through sure. four gyms. This gym that I work at now in Drummond is is the fourth gym I've worked at since I've been in Norway. And the best one, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Say it, yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I,
0: I love that gym. I, I, uh, I've seen that gym develop through the years. I was there for the first time in 2000 when I was here on vacation to visit Snoopy before we were married so I've seen that place grow and change but what is really cool about it is there's still that core group of both employees well maybe not so much employees anymore a lot of them mm. have gone on but uh, but the same core group of people who train there yeah to I where mean, I, I, and I haven't been there in almost two years, but I know I could walk in and there you know who see. and I'm going to see the people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's the nice thing is there is a very, uh, there's a very community. Those people are loyal. Focused aspect yeah. around it. Yeah. Um, but I've applied that same method of just getting to know, genuinely getting to know no. people. Um, yeah. I've never been a salesman. I've never considered myself a salesman. No. Um, I have to sell in order for my Business to uh, to live and to function and to but provide. as an
0: observer, you're selling by being s- so natural by yeah, being yourself. I think that people are buying into. I said it before. People are buying into your personality. Mm. And then uh, once they've done that, now they're buying into your skills. But yeah. I think your personality and the way you do things—I I, got to say this—and and this isn't a put-down on Norwegians, but because you are, di- because we are different, and we're not from Norway, we approach everything, the smallest detail in social um, social norms and mores, we approach it in a different way that is not Norwegian, and I yeah. think it stands out. Yeah, I think it can That's be very actually, attractive uh, to people. Excuse
1: me. Um, one of my <clears throat> one of the uh, first managers that I worked under, he said that because I was concerned about not speaking Norwegian. Yeah, because uh, you, yeah, you started there before you could speak Norwegian. Yeah, right? yeah. and I still don't speak Norwegian very well. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask you about that, but do you, does it get in the way of things? No, it, it never has. Yeah. Um, I think I've had one person, maybe in the six years that I've been doing this, Um, say they didn't want to work with me uh, because, because the, I didn't speak no. uh, Norwegian, fluent Norwegian. Right. Um, and the funny thing about that person was they had never met me. They just, uh, they had contacted me based off hearing yeah. from someone or something like that. Uh, they came back to me a few months later well, did said, they? it's okay now. Oh, I love it. I love it. I <laughs> so love they it. had actually went with another PT for a little while. Um, there's, and then, uh, and then came back to me. So it's, yeah. I think it's a branch where you
0: can get by just fine, uh, speaking English. It
1: is. And it's very much, um, you know, no one is forced to work with me. People, that's people right. work with me by choice. That's true. So if they didn't want to work with me no. based on the fact they no. didn't speak Norwegian, that's that's their absolute choice. You know what I mean? There's no one that's forced into my path and said this is your PT and you have to work with him. So they choose to. They choose. To they work chose with it. Yeah, they yeah. walked
0: into that world. But what about the language, though? Do you do you? do you wish you spoke it better? Do you feel, yeah, yeah. Do you ever come up I, in a situation where you're like, oh gosh, I wish I could.
1: Yeah. I can get back by better now. Uh, yeah. I used to hear it in the beginning. Uh-huh. Um, in Scottsdale, where I live, people aren't very comfortable speaking English whatsoever. Do they speak Norwegian? <laughs> Do they speak Norwegian in Scottsdale? They speak Scottsdale, yeah, don't they? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. I'm sorry, Scottsdale. One of these days, that whole village is going to rise up and come after yeah, me. Man, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, and I'll be
1: at the head of it. <laughs> oh, uh, But yeah, so, so many people there, particularly people over a certain age, you know, uh, yeah. um, aren't so comfortable speaking English. Yeah, yeah. So I have, uh, I have many, many daily smaller interactions in Norwegian, um, yeah. and I can do that. When it gets into more elaborate, drawn-out conversations, that's where I struggle. Uh, it's entirely my own responsibility. I'll put my hands up and say this. It's, you know, that's... I, Is this something you're going to address more it, I, w- I will, I, yeah. I think, at some stage. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry to every Norwegian before I say this, but I find it very boring to sit and, and study. Um, well, And I struggle with that. I learn a lot from my kids. Which is nice, so that's cool. Um, But when I have a a kind of limited time in which to... Uh, give to study and something like that. I've I've decided to consciously decided to put my time into studying to become a better trainer well, there you uh, go. To be better yeah. in my career, you know, as I said the language thing I can communicate with everyone in Norway, yeah, because yeah. everyone in Norway speaks English yeah, yeah. to a pretty high degree so um, Some speak English better than do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy much clearer than I do and, uh, um and with much less grammatical mistakes, you know. So <laughs> I. <laughs> I <laughs> so you're
0: prioritizing according exactly, to what you yeah. and your family need yeah, at the because
1: moment. I, because because yeah. as I say, um, I work in a job without a fixed salary. Yeah. Um, it's very reliant on me actually being good at what I do and delivering high quality, yeah. and that's where I decided to put my focus. There you um, go. Because that is the most smart important. decision. Yeah, I think that's and it's again it goes back to that kind of role of f- wanting to provide and take I responsibility, think, yeah. and that is the. That was the primary avenue for me to do that in the initial years.
0: Yeah, I think that was a, that's a smart, not that you need my approval, but I, or do you, do you need my approval? Uh, Maybe a little bit. bit. It's nice to have it. (laughs) No, but yeah, you're putting the focus on what you need to do for your family. Yeah. And and that's quite understandable. And again, I think the branch, the training branch uh, is a branch where you can, um, uh, uh, you can speak English and you do just fine as, as you are.
1: Yeah. So, and um, as I say, one of my <clears> managers, he actually, uh, he actually counted it as an advantage. He thought yeah. it made me stand out more.
0: Well, you, and I think know. that's what
1: I'm experiencing with my radio program.
0: They they asked me to do this in English because yeah. it's different. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I don't know, but I don't think there's another Black American. With a radio show in English in Norway, You don't think <laughs> so, so. I don't think you know, not, <laughs> not that many. Uh, so, 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 so the the uniqueness of it yeah, I think yeah. is, is to an advantage. Yeah, I'm sure you experience huge. that as you well. Know, I mean, it's another it's another thing that can identify you as a
1: personal trainer. Exactly, you're that you know, guy the, that speaks the English. You're that uniqueness guy from factor Ireland. is um, yeah. it's important. It's huge. I think sure, you know sure. it's it's very easy. Um, While well, personal training, as I say, I think. Uh, there's a high turnover. It's also a very saturated industry, sure. it's, uh, particularly in 90% the UK. Percent. Yeah, that's unbelievable. It's uh, there's quite a low. Hats off for, to you for yeah. still doing this and doing it well. Ninety yeah. percent. There's quite a low barrier for entry, uh, yeah, as well. That's you know, true. I, the the education uh, standard uh, here uh, in Norway. A month-long course yeah, yeah. in, in
0: Bali. And <laughs> all of a sudden, you, you come out with a good tan and a personal trainer yeah, yeah, certificate. Yeah.
1: You know, and that's that's how I got <laughs> certified. Not in Bali, unfortunately, not, but, but you in know Belfast. What? But, uh, you know, but you know, what? there's nothing wrong with that. The I, question
0: is, what, what do they do after? Exactly, and yeah. that was
1: my thing. Was I needed to do that to get the certificate? So yes. I done it in the most efficient path yes. possible. You know, yeah. but I committed myself to, uh, as I said earlier, I committed myself the lifelong or career-long yeah. uh, progression in education, and I have stuck to that. I have took uh, at least one certification, and as yeah. many as three each year, wow. subsequently. So you're, um, you're
0: building that knowledge then.
1: Absolutely, you know, and that that's, as I said, that's part of the process of where I figured I would put my free time, is into actually becoming better at becoming my career better, and developing knowledge. my career. Yeah. Um, it's so motivating. So it's uh
0: I, I, I love people. I'm I'm gonna respect anyone who is out for more knowledge. Mm. So to see you with that level of dedication to where you're you're you know, and you don't have to you know, a lot of PTs will fake it yeah. with what they know. But you're not faking it. You're going out there, you're taking the courses, you're getting that education and building on it. Yeah. Hats off to you, man. I think it's wonderful.
1: I, I am very um you know I know where my knowledge is limited to and yeah. I'm not afraid to admit that, I, yeah. I feel um, honest yeah. Yeah, well, I'm quite uh, secure in who I am and the, sure. and the, the level of effort and work and the work yeah. ethic that I have to improve. so I'm not afraid to say if I don't know something either you know yeah um, and then it, it gives me somewhere else another avenue to yeah. go in terms of my yeah. education.
0: I love finding out that I don't know something that I really should know because then I'm going to learn it and I'm going to build that little backpack full of knowledge is going to get a little heavier and I love it. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Uh, Where do you see yourself as a PT? How how old are you? First of all, 34, 34. Where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years, 15 years? Um, Let's, let's just come with a little fact. Most PTs are of a certain age Mm. or younger. Yep. How long do you want to keep doing this? How long do you think you can keep doing yep. this
1: successfully? So that's something I've been thinking about more and more recently. Of course, especially when I, I, you know, I give up quite a lot of time with the kids when they were small because yeah. of the early mornings yes. and late evenings. And, yeah. and that's why I am venturing more. Part of the reason why I've, again, from that selfish aspect, part of the reason why I'm venturing more online is because it'll give me a little bit more freedom in terms yeah. of my time and stuff like that. Um, I don't see myself being an on-floor person PT into my 50s and 60s. No. I could probably carry it on into my 40s. Um, but I think I will look for a, you know, a, a further path of a development, another yeah. level up, you know. Yeah. So I don't know exactly where that leads at the minute. It's something that I'm figuring out. Yeah. Uh, and the nice thing now is, as I get more experienced, as I um, kind of develop and get better in my career, I have... A greater opportunity for selection as well and i think that'll only develop over time so i can my my goal longer term is to stop doing evenings altogether and only work on day times you know so it's uh i think when you build up a certain level of <clears throat> competence and I, I i do not think of myself as an elite pt by any means but i know i'm a good pt i know yeah. that because of the work that i've put in yeah. um, and the evidence that i see around me yes. but i do not think that i'm a great or outstanding pt by any means um, but I know with what I've put in and where I I'm a little bit more sought after now. Yeah. Um. Than what I yeah. was earlier in my career, it's it's it'll be easier for me to for. Our people will have a stronger desire to make their yeah. schedule fit around the times that I can offer, um, rather than me. Rather than the other way around, you know, and that's again, and that's from a selfish perspective, and I can say that quite openly. Yeah. yeah. Um. But my desire, of course, is to um. I want more time with my family. Yeah. Um. That is my favorite pastime is spend the time with my wife and kids. You know. So family in this conversation, I can see it's very important. um, And uh, and I have more of that now, and it just makes me crave more as well, you know. So so today is quite open for me. Um, I have one coaching call that I do online after uh, after this session, and yeah. then I'm going to pick my kids up from Barnahanga from kindergarten, uh, and then pretty my, easy day then, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. and then we take them off. So my son's currently doing swimming lessons uh-huh. on Thursday evenings. My daughter goes to dance class. Uh, we take turns of which one we take, and I love that. I love being yeah, involved yeah. in that and being yeah. able to go and uh, and enjoy that with them. So my son actually had his first swimming lesson last week. I took him. Man, I get such a sense of pride you know, <laughs> yeah, it's I, and it's amazing that is the, the the greatest joy I have it ever is. experienced in my life is when I see my kids achieve and challenge themselves yeah. and it's such an Isn't amazing, it beautiful it's such an amazing feeling man and you see areas where they're afraid but they keep trying, yeah. and, they, you know, they, as I say, I learn from my kids so much. I, I, I made a post about it the other day about how I'm supposed to I that, show yeah. them the way, yes. and oftentimes I feel that they're actually the ones showing me the way because they're so persistent. Oh, yes. They're so, yeah. like... And they're so they, pure. Yeah, and There's they get no, frustrated and yeah. they get angry, Yeah, but then they let that pass and then they go again, you know what yeah. I mean? They don't let that consume them. There's and, so I, much in as, the moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. As adults, we tend to let the embarrassment or the, the feeling of the fear of failure... But, uh, but yeah, that's where I was with what I was rolling with was just, um, yeah, the, as adults, we tend to let the fear of failure, um, consume us much more.
0: I'm just writing down yeah, a note yeah. that I have to clip yeah, that out yeah. at, I, I, yeah. at one hour and 20 yeah. minutes, clip out phone call. Uh, but actually that is a segue because that was a television guy. Oh, right. Really? And I want to ask you, <clears throat> yeah, let me do this. Okay. Now here's a, here's a segue, uh, we're back through the powers of technology. We have <laughs> clipped out a bunch of BS, and now we're back. Uh, <laughs> but let me let me ask you this: uh, this is a segue into something that I'm curious about. You've mm. had uh, a string of television com- yeah. commercials, or adverts, as yeah, you guys would call yeah, them, yeah. Uh, television commercials, which I think are just brilliant. <laughs> And you didn't tell anybody about this. All of a sudden, I saw, I think I saw it actually on a YouTube commercial. Yeah. I'm
1: like, that's, I know that guy. That's yeah.
0: Andrew. And it was just so brilliantly done. How did this happen to where you got cast in this commercial scene? That was
1: just like, yeah, man, that's I'm like, sometimes <laughs> I, I feel like I'm just drifting through life and things happen <laughs> to me, you know? It's, uh... I, I, I very much uh, I look out for opportunity. I seek yes. out opportunity. Yeah. So it, it was complete random chance, if you, wa- you want to call it that, or believe in that. I'm not so sure. Actually, I believe a little bit in like uh, destiny and sovereignty. Of, I believe uh, in that. Somebody's uh, of, guiding uh, of God. Of yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it was actually a, so I'm in a Facebook group called Brits in Oslo. It's, okay. It's like yeah. an expat group for British yeah. people. Uh, Great source well, of networking, information, Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have, have an um, American group that's yeah, very similar. They, yeah, these, yeah. These, these groups are fantastic. I've oh made yeah. some really good friends through absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, and it's, uh, so I, I was, someone in there had shared this uh, <laughs> Facebook post saying we're seeking yeah. British people for a yeah. TV commercial. And uh, why not, you know, so I just, um, I it, all they asked for was, uh, I didn't know anything about the role or anything like that at first. Um they uh they just asked for a photograph at first yeah. uh, and a little bit about who you are you know yeah. your age and, and yeah. that kind of thing. I sent that off and got a reply pretty quickly that they wanted uh-huh. a video audition and they gave me like a little bit of a script. Now it's real. And they now it's it, real. Yeah, and they wanted it by the end of the day, you oh know. God. And I was like, I had like two hours before I had to go to work or something, uh, <laughs> and then I was working till late that night, you know. So I was like, ah, uh, and I filmed this quick little. Um, hmm. this quick little video audition. Uh-huh. Um, I think I still have it on my phone, man. I can oh, maybe really. show you it after. <laughs> my wife thinks it's hilarious. Yeah, she, uh, <laughs> she uh, we watched it over and over and over again because I had to play it two <laughs> roles, you know, I was on my own, I didn't have anyone yeah, to read with yeah, me. Yeah, so I just like set the camera up at two different angles <laughs> and played these two different roles and edited it together, it. you know. Yeah, and uh, so then they, they they called me back and they said, and they said, it's um. Is this famous Norwegian director, Harald Svart. Yes. He was doing it. I, I hadn't heard from him before a little bit uh, embarrassingly, I should guess, but he's quite <laughs> a big deal here in Norway. Yeah, he is. Uh, he lives in Hollywood and has directed yeah. Hollywood uh, uh, movies. You need to
0: get out of the gym. You'll hear
1: about these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, that's, I don't keep up with news and gossip <laughs> no. and stuff like that, so that's where I miss out, you <laughs> There you, you go. Know? See? Uh, so it was very cool. So it was a really interesting experience. Uh, they called us down to – we had to go shoot in Oslo in a, in a pub. Uh, the funny thing was uh, they wanted uh, British people to sit yeah. in a pub and talk about football and I said like, man that's, very that's, British there's barely even <laughs> acting you know? Yeah, <laughs> you know it's a typical afternoon you know <laughs> so it was um, yeah we got called down that morning and then that was actually the day when the restrictions were lifted like the, the first ah, lockdown okay. restrictions were lifted yeah. yeah. so then the pub wanted to open that day of course ah, because they were allowed yeah. to have customers back they had yeah, they, booked, their money, they yeah. had booked this pub uh, yeah. for the day to kind of uh, to film this commercial yeah. and they all of all of a sudden this pub wanted to open at three in the morning. So we had to meet there at like five in the morning oh, to try and fit this in three, They wanted to open at three in the afternoon, okay, I say. Yeah, yeah. Um, So we had to meet at like five in the morning to try and, and get the filament done. The yeah, yeah. So they could clear everything out and the and the pub could let the customers come in, you know. So then we got down there and uh, and then we actually find out we were shooting three commercials, not just yeah. one. It was a series, um, yeah. yeah. and so they just hand us a script and go read over these. We're we're starting in ten minutes. It was that quick. Yeah, yeah. And it was like uh, so. There was it was a really really fun experience, man. It was very improvised, and there was loads of there was loads and loads of outtakes text, you know. We were it was, we were forget- <laughs> yeah. forgetting our lines yeah. and <laughs> swearing, and you know, and,
0: uh, <laughs> it was such a laugh. And um, but all of you in that. Commercial were British.
1: Yeah, this wasn't yeah. Norwegian. No, no. So they because- wanted British people to play. Dumb football fans yeah, talking yeah. about Norwegian football without actually having any knowledge right, of Norwegian football. Right. So we were getting everything wrong, yeah. basically. You oh, know? it was brilliant. So I love it, and it's, It, was it funny. Was very well-received. Yeah, it it's actually been nominated for an, an award, I think. Um, Congratulations. For the end of the year. There's like an award for best commercial of the year. Or well, something. has it led so to any other opportunities in film? I actually, uh, I shot another commercial. Another Did album. you? Yeah, but it was a smaller role. Um... And uh, a few weeks back for a Norwegian um, electronics firm. Okay. And uh, I have only seen, I don't know if there's a TV version of it or not, because we don't watch, actually watch TV all yeah. that much. Mm. Um, so I don't know. So I've only seen the short Facebook version, and you see okay. me for like. <laughs> It was like a day of filming, and it was like <laughs> I'm on the screen for like half a second. Just a flash in the, the, pan. the distance. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? We, we we were down there all day, and we were filming these different yeah. angles, and we were having to do all these different things, and then it was like, you know, it's it shot by in half a but second. But, but these, but that's, but that's these commercials that goes, are your you first uh, first experience. Yeah, on, on I had never not since um not since primary school I think when I done like a school pr- play in okay, primary yeah. school I don't think yeah. I've ever done anything like that since then so it was just kind of I, I did it for a bit of a laugh initially but um, you come off you come and, and
0: I've heard a lot of people comment this um you come off very Professional, almost as like like you've done this before. Mm -hmm. You come off very professional and and, and quite charming in that commercial. Is this something that you think that you'll pursue more actively and try to make something out of it? Uh,
1: possibly. I don't. You look great. uh, You're a good figure in front of the camera. You are. It's uh, in,
0: in your. You're charming, at least according to the
1: script that you had in front of you. I mean, yeah. it's it's good. It oh, that's us just say I was barely acting, man. Nah, <laughs> you yeah, know? You know, typical afternoon. Go yeah yeah. Football. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, I mean, I, it's not something I ever see becoming a career, if I'm honest. Um,
0: You're not like looking for an agent now. Oh no, to, no. To, but
1: well. uh, but it it was such a fun day, man. And even the one that I shot it most fun, recently, stuff, the yeah. one I shot most recently where I got. Mostly clipped out, it seems. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that was a really fun day too, uh-huh. and you get to meet cool people, you know. So I'm still in touch with a lot of these people. The the like main guy who done most of the talking in the commercial. Yeah. Uh, in the Holland one, the Holland one. Um, he was uh, he is a a director and a and an actor. He has an acting background. Uh-huh. So he was actually close by me in Vestfossen recently at okay. the drama club. He has a friend who runs the drama club oh. there for the kids, and he was at a drama club out there. Yeah, neither did I, but um, apparently so. Yeah. And um, so he was out there as a bit of a guest, then mm. uh, coaching them through yeah. one of these classes. Yeah. And he and he called me up because he knew I lived close by there. So he called round and to uh, took the dog for a walk. You know, so I, wow. I still in, in touch with them all quite regularly. So in that Um,
0: that networking process, there may be some opportunities that come up and you'll certainly take them, right? uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, I actually, I got contacted for another role um, a few weeks back there that they just, uh, they wanted to put me forward for a role. Um, Okay, but I haven't, heard, so I, and they wanted to ask my permission, and I said, yeah, of course, put okay. me forward. Um, yeah. But I haven't heard anything back since. A te- television? So it was or... actually a movie role. Oh, um, there you go, yeah. So, and now I don't know if the language, there was because it was for a Norwegian movie. Um, I I should don't know over w yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the language thing was is maybe going um, to possibly be an issue there, but I haven't heard anything back in a couple of weeks and I guess that's probably passed <laughs> the on on to somewhere else, and that's I guess that's very much the industry, you know, so it's not yeah, it's, yeah. You, you you can't be too invested in possible roles. Because That's you're true. going to get passed over a lot, I well, guess. And, That's and it's a small market here. Absolutely, voice. especially yeah. for English speakers and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. The yeah. thing that my wife said uh, that might work in my benefit on occasion is that I obviously have quite a specific look. Yeah, um, yeah. With the shaved head and the goatee yeah. and, and uh, yeah. you know, relatively muscular and I have tattoos uh-huh. and... Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so if there's a, a very specific role that comes up requiring a look like that, then... I've been messing around with writing. I
0: should write a film and just cast you and I in it. As yeah, lead, lead characters.
1: <laughs> I think we would make a good double act. That, that,
0: that whole thing with television and stuff—it fascinates me. There's some doors that have opened for me. I can't really say. I'm, I'm, I'm with intention teasing the yeah, the, 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 oh walk, yeah, the man, viewers yeah. and the listeners i'm teasing there's a television thing that's coming up wow. very soon that's already in the box very cool. and it'll be coming soon and then uh, i hope that leads to some other opportunities yeah. because that world fascinates
1: me well the the whole process of shooting that commercial was it was amazing to see yeah. uh, the level of detail they went into they're so good at and, it and, 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 uh, and
0: th- they think of things that you wouldn't you think it's just point the camera and push record yeah oh god it's so
1: much more than all that. the angles that they had Every to film in for different the, things the, the was uh, was amazing. So we had to do the same thing over and over and over to get all these different angles. It's a you know?
0: Tiring process. And uh,
1: but yeah. it, it, the funny thing was, we because we didn't know the script so well, it was really hard to actually <laughs> repeat the same thing yeah. over. So we were saying different things every it time. Like but you they had managed so little to, time. Yeah, from was, the mo- minute you got cast to where you had to be in front of the camera. Yeah, team, yeah. So. so it all happened very quickly. But it was uh, that was it, and Harold's part. The, the director, he was amazing. He was very, yeah. very down to earth, very relaxed. Um, which put us all at ease as well, you yeah. know. And he laughed about it, and he said it was wonderfully spontaneous. And uh, yeah. you know, well, a
0: good director is a good leader.
1: Yeah, and that, uh, and he really was. You could you could see why he's reached the level that he's at, and, and yeah. yeah,
0: and bring out the best in the people yeah. in
1: the cast. Because so. it was quite. uh I had no idea what I was walking into when I was yeah. going. You know, so I was driving to Oslo that morning at like four o'clock in the morning, and you and know, heart and starts and, uh, <laughs> to beat a little harder. Yeah. I was like, what if all these other guys are professional actors? Yeah, and yeah. you know, I, I had no idea. And, um, but see,
0: I'm crazy. I would go into that situation not nervous in the slightest bit. Yeah. I would be very excited I'd get to learn something well, yeah, I've never done this I may be horrible at it but I'm going to
1: learn yeah. regardless well that's what I tell myself anyway so I do get nervous I do okay. get nerves on, in certain situations but I never let that hold me back you know uh, I'm, okay. I'm very much uh, go for it anyway go for it. do yeah. the thing that scares yeah. you yeah. I'm, oh, a, yeah. I'm a really big believer in that um, it helps to, and, and again to, to kind of circle back To the mental health thing I think mm-hmm. that's a, that's been A huge part of me Kind of overcoming Anxiety and things like that Was actually just Putting myself just In those it. situations yeah. I've done Like since I've been in Norway I've done public speaking uh, oh, to, have to companies Yeah oh, I've have delivered really? presentations To companies um, Like health presentations And everything And uh, and I've done these TV commercials yeah. And I sit yeah. on yeah. podcasts With you and I I'm a <laughs> recurring guest You yeah, know but This is
0: easy I'm this a, is Yeah easy. This is uh, yeah, just two brothers but, talking, but, 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 but I understand you're thing, putting yeah. yourself out there, and that that can be a challenge.
1: And it becomes, but it becomes much more natural. You know, so I'm a big believer yeah. in that. That you know, do the thing that scares you. Um, what you know, really, anxiety is kind of um, irrational fear. You know, yes. it's 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 f- fear of something
0: that hasn't even happened yeah it may not and, happen at and, all and
1: and yeah. yeah and and when you actually so that was a big part that helped me was like actually boiling this down and go, i remember going for that public speaking uh, thing where i had to present uh, to this company basically i was talking about health and things they could mm-hmm. do for their posture and 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 different things like that um And uh, and I remember going for that, and my heart was pounding out of my chest. I was like, (laughs) and uh, but I, and you know, you start to have should I just turn around and not show up, you know, and all these things, and it was, yeah, yeah. (laughs) and it's like, um, okay, actually, what is the worst that can happen, you know, is you stumble over your words a little bit, um. Cause you start having all these fears of like, what if I say something wrong, and there's some really smart, qualified person yeah, in the audience yeah, that, yeah. that calls me out and stuff like this, you know? And at the end of the day, I'm I'm very happy to put my hands up and say if I make a mistake, if I if I say something incorrect, and someone points it out to me, uh, in a in a in a respectful manner, yeah. um, not in a um, degree in manner. Yeah. If it's a degree in manner, I'm yeah. going to fight back, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: but if it's a learning moment um, for you yeah. and possibly for the entire public Absolutely. that's listening, everybody um, can be corrected in yeah. that moment. Yeah. I think
1: yeah. uh, I think to have that, uh, <clears throat> to be willing to do that yeah. is, um, yeah, I think it's such an important thing in life, actually. Absolutely. It's, kids um, it our marriage and everything, you know, when you can just yeah, put your hands yeah. up and say, my mistake. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a sign and of strength, it's, is yeah, what it it's, is. and it saves it's so much conflict and friction, yep. you know. Yep. And I think yep. so many people are afraid to uh, to back down, and that's kind of the uh, like the political culture and social media culture yeah. and everything now, where yeah. everything everything becomes tribal and um, it becomes much more. Uh, conflict based rather than yeah. discussion based and you have to be right yeah and you uh, have to be right yeah you no know? uh, so what i'm saying is correct
0: yeah people are very much there yeah so inflexible
1: that uh, that that's only going to be detrimental to our society yeah.
0: how did how did you get okay you're you're, you're you have uh, a little bit of anxiety about public speaking but you got this gig to be a public speaker
1: <laughs> yeah. How did, you, did you did it fall into your lap or did you seek it out again kind of fell into my lap it's yeah. like yeah uh, that's what i mean i feel like i kind of drift through life sometimes <laughs> these things just <laughs> hit me you know yeah, but it's yeah. it's again i am open i i go through life feeling open to opportunity isn't that and what even, it's all about even if i'm not necessarily seeking something have your thing, eyes open, keep, just your, kinda, keep your yeah. head on a swivel and yeah. you'll see the opportunity. Absolutely, yeah. there's so much out there, man, and I I really believe that uh, oftentimes people have the blinkers on, you know. Yes,
0: yeah.
1: So it's, um... Was it somebody who saw you as a personal trainer? It was actually, it was at the process where I had moved from uh, from a commercial gym to, the, I then went and worked in a private physiotherapy clinic in okay. Oslo for a while as, yeah. a, as a personal trainer. They had a yep. gym. Um and then things were different for me business-wise again because in a commercial gym you have a constant stream of people coming mm-hmm. through the door a uh, constant stream of potential customers yeah um kind of in this clinic it was in a basement in Oslo um we didn't really have um, we didn't really have a, a membership as such no. you know everyone worked privately the physios all worked privately the PTs all worked privately and it was our responsibility to generate our own business ah yes so again, uh, these were uh, many times I had to put myself outside my comfort uh-huh. zone. I'm actually quite an introverted person. Sometimes people are surprised, uh-huh. but I, I like these situations of yeah. like one-on-one yeah. conversations and yeah. stuff. Um, larger crowds and stuff, I actually tend to be less vocal. Um, I can
0: identify with that because, y- y- do you know why I do stand-up comedy? Kill my fear of being
1: out there that's, alone. That's, again, that's, that's
0: a very naked situation yeah, to be on imagine. a microphone, and these people are out there, and they're saying, "Okay, go ahead, make yeah, me laugh."
1: Yeah, <sighs> the potential to just bomb <laughs> yeah. is just you know, and and,
0: and, that, and that's I mean I have a genuine interest in standup comedy, but yeah. I, but I make myself do it. Yeah. To, to fight back against that
1: thing. Putting that yourself in those of. uncomfortable yes. positions. Yep. I, I honestly believe that is how we grow as people. You, I, d- I do, do believe it. To say, yeah. You know, you don't grow in your comfort zone. You no, know? you so don't, you don't. It's um. So then when I went to this clinic, I had to figure out ways for people to know me. I couldn't just right. walk the gym floor and talk to people, yeah. you know? It's so what I did yeah. was I just walked around the streets. Around the streets outside okay. the clinic, uh, I talked to people. I went into the local businesses um, all around the place and I brought business cards and I talked okay. to them and I told them a little bit about what I did and where we were located and stuff like now that. Now, you were fully clothed, right? Because <laughs> I think of Arnold.
0: I think of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. In, uh, I think it was in like 1969 where he spent an entire winter yeah. walking around. Was it in New York? New York I think when he was living in New York walking around in his uh, his uh, posing <laughs> trunks in the middle of winter just walking in the streets talking to people crazy to try man. and promote uh, powerlifting. or oh, I'm sorry bodybuilding at a gym I want to say he was in New
1: York in the winter time crazy yeah. man uh, so I just got that's, that image when you say yeah, out there but walking in the street but <laughs> but you, but you put people would be glad there. to know I was fully clear yeah, uh, there you go people. the truth comes out um, but you
0: put yourself out there literally put yourself out there among strangers to promote exactly. something
1: that you were doing exactly that's not easy uh, no and as I said that, that goes quite far beyond yeah. what, I, what I feel comfortable yeah. with you know so it's um uh, so I was going around I had these business cards and I called into a local architect's office I think it was um and I met a guy just inside the door and I, was, I started talking to him and I gave him a card and yeah. left and hadn't really thought anything of it because I'd done that dozens of times yeah. that day yeah uh, a few weeks later this guy calls me up and says I actually work for a, I work for a large company that um, provides like office services to other large companies, ah. like uh, maintenance ser- office maintenance yeah. services to other companies. Yeah, and he was like the human resources guy or something. So he actually fulfilled this role for this architect's office. They were one of the clients. Right. So he didn't actually work in the architect's office. Yeah. He was he, the architect's was a client of his business. Um. And he said uh, we are putting on a company health day We want to promote health and uh, well-being and stuff like that You timed it perfectly Ammo- Amongst our clients So yeah. uh, we're having one in our building Where there'll be our employees And also two, mm-hmm. two of our clients And yeah. um, two different companies that are clients of ours Would you come along and speak a little bit about ergonomics and posture And stuff like yeah. that And what people can do To kind of aid their posture when they're sitting in an office all day <laughs> So again I said opportunity Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll go and do it but uh, it's important to say, it's
0: important to emphasize that you, you know, we kind of talk about whether things fall into your life and you're kind of just wandering through life. But you do have this, it seems to be a tendency to seek that opportunity. Uh, of course, you're open for opportunity, mm. but you did an active thing. Yeah. In actually going out on the streets and, and I'm, talking with people. I'm a big believer That's your initiative. That,
1: that pays off. Yeah. I yeah. don't think anything just lands in your lap. Sometimes uh, it does. Yeah, But it's usually your, as a result of... Of your conditioning to be out there exactly, and to be aware. Yeah. yeah. So there is an so, active element to absolutely. it. Absolutely. So there's uh, there's these opportunities that arise that may be completely in a completely different field and a, down a completely different avenue from what you've been doing. But oftentimes these have arisen because of what you've been doing, because you've been actually forging a path for yourself. You know yeah. and I, I really am a big believer in that. Yeah. Um, if you just sit home and be quiet and live within yourself... Like I said, no, no one's going to knock on my door and say, no. "Well, you come and be my PT." They, they, come, they approach me because I'm on the gym floor, yes. you know, and it's the yeah. same with social media. Now they approach me because I'm putting myself yeah. out there on social media, and people send me a message and say, "I want to, I want to join yeah. your online coaching program." Mm-hmm. Um, and this was very much the same. So I went, <laughs> I went to this company, and I had thought that this was going <laughs> to be this, you know, big day, which it was, yeah. but I assumed there would be other. Speakers, all our presenters talking on different topics. But you were the guy. I was the only guy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, uh, and so I went in there, and uh, man, it was this huge building with these high ceilings and glass roof, yeah. and everything, you know this natural light. It was beautiful, beautiful building in lisaka Yeah. Um. <laughs> beautiful business district yeah oh yeah i've been just, in a few, just outside of oslo yeah, for those of you who don't yeah, know i've yeah. been in a few businesses in a, a few company buildings and that's beautiful yeah. a lot that's of investment in, yeah. in the structure really there. outstanding um so yeah so he put me up <laughs> there was probably maybe 30 people there originally and i thought okay this isn't too bad you know and um <laughs> stood up and uh i um i I didn't wing it. I had notes with me that I'd went over the night before. Did you have any visual aids? A projector no, no. Screen? I just, just uh, man, I'm so bad with technology that so I thought that I. that was, uh, you know. Now I'm getting a little bit more familiar with using technology and different things. I wouldn't things, be surprised
0: if we've been talking for the last hour and forty <laughs> minutes and nobody's heard us because something's wrong with <laughs> yeah. my setup.
1: So. I'm the same way. Uh, we've had no. a good time anyway. But yeah, so I didn't want anything that would kind yeah, of throw yeah, me off, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I literally, um, I literally got up and stood, and I, I, done a little practical piece where yeah. I took them through some exercises and stuff like yeah. that, and and done a few assessments and things, um, and uh, went for it was about thirty minutes. Yeah, went over, and I was like. Phew. You know, I'd done it. Now, was that the and agreed upon time? Smooth. Did you tell them it would be about a half hour? Well, it, it told me an hour and a half. It told me, an hour told and a me half. to block off an hour and a half. Oh. But then we just went that, and anyway, I was happy enough. And then he was like, those guys left. Uh, and then he was like, okay, the next group's coming down. <laughs> so I had I had to do the 30 minutes yeah. three times. I So see. he told me to block off an hour and a half. But then when he when I got there, he told <clears throat> me to present for about 30 minutes. Okay. Um. So I just assumed that that was it. But yeah. I actually had to do the same thing three times through in three 30-minute wow. blocks. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was a little bit different each time. Because how, I said how long ago I was this? Uh, three years ago, maybe. And did it
0: lead to more?
1: Yeah, so I actually, then they actually um, took me and they paid me for this. They paid yeah. me quite well. Plus, I ended up actually getting clients from as a result of this as well. Yeah. Um, and then, they, yeah, they'd done the same thing at one of their other clients, which was a hu- huge oil and gas company in San ah, Um Important issue, this whole thing with health in yeah, that industry. Yeah, it's yeah. very important.
0: It's vital that those people are in shape.
1: Yeah, so this was, um, and this was, again, this was like their head office building. So it was the um, the administrative side, you know, um, and I guess the executive side. And I'd had to do the same thing over, they wanted me to do the same thing there. Yeah. Um, So you, you literally, you
0: know, just to go through it again, to take it back to the beginning, you have this thing where you're very uncomfortable with public speaking, but you had to figure out how am I going to get new clients? You're in a new situation as a PT. You're now in a clinic. You literally go out into the streets. Yeah, (laughs) He's on the streets, folks, and you're handing out cards. And this leads to you doing that very thing that you almost have a phobia against. yeah. But not only did you do it, but the act of doing it led to even more income, more clients, yep. more opportunities, because you've spoken several times since then. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful, man. So Talk about personal growth. I mean, that is it right there. Well, that's, that's it. And, and
1: that's as much what it's about for me yeah. is um, I, I'm at a stage in my life where, you know, I feel like many times in the past I let fear hold me back so much. Yeah, um, it's time I, to get on the move. I refuse it's to do that to now, you know, and that's the thing is, I I feel like I kind of lost ten years of my life from I was fifteen, to I was twenty five. Really? Really? I you know I dropped out of school at sixteen, I had no job prospects. I worked a bunch of dead end jobs. I done some petty crime to f- yeah. fund my lifestyle. um How's that make you feel? When no you, when real you prospects. That? um I don't like what I've done, but I, at the same time, I'm quite I, I don't I don't even say that I'm proud of myself I don't think I'm proud of myself I, I feel like I've I just done what I should have done you know what I mean I had I, I, I wasn't supposed to stay in that place so yeah. actually moving forward and becoming a better person and forging a career and starting a family these are all things that most people do naturally for well, me it was uh yeah you know I I kind of skipped that part for a bit right and right. then I feel like I just got my life on track, you know? So it's not, I don't f- really feel a sense of pride of it. I just feel that I've fulfilled my... Res- I've well, but you should be you Fulfilled should be my proud. responsibility, you, you know? You should
0: feel proud about that. Uh, you're, you're definitely someone to look up to. Uh, you're definitely a shining example of someone who has come through adversity. Um, I like to say that, that all people are the sum of their past. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and whatever that past is, yeah. you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly... Here you are today, and you are this person because of what happened before. And if you can turn all of that, you know whether it's trauma, whether it's crime, whether it's addiction, whether it's anything negative, whether you stole cookies out of the cookie jar, or biscuits, as you crazy people say. That, you know what? My, my bekkies, wife, my, we call my them wife, <laughs> my wife. You call them what? Bekkies. Bekkies. Oh, yeah, that's a new it's like one. Like short bekkies. for bekkies. biscuits. Bekkies. Uh, okay.
1: Yeah. No,
0: uh, uh, my wife is very. Um, different in the way she speaks english she doesn't speak norwegian english but she doesn't even speak like american english she mm. kind of has her own thing but one thing that irritates me is she'll call a cookie a biscuit yeah <laughs> like, come on woman of all things british to pick up why do you yeah. say
1: because
0: cookies are important okay? yeah, so call yeah. Them what they are not a biscuit
1: it's um, it's the other way around for me man i really i really pickies, struggle pickies with i really hand. struggle with saying candy you know no, what, do you, what do you call it then? We, we call them sweets. Sweets. Uh, we just say sweets. Uh, but here, everyone says candy. Everyone says you know? candy, yeah. So yeah. I kind of had to get in. there well, cookies said. are not biscuits, they so, Man, if I bickies. go back home to my working class community in Northern Ireland, talking they, the way notice? I talk here, they will, will, they, notice? Will, they will punch me in the face, man. They will I don't <laughs> notice that I, I... I have
0: changed the way I speak English. I don't nah. notice it, but when I'm on the phone with... Nah, my sister will laugh I at I me I think it's natural to do it. Yeah, and I don't... She says not even the way I pronounce certain words, but the sentence structure. Yeah. Well, a sentence. For example, back home in Ohio, they say sentence. Yeah. I say sentence. Yeah, and I, th- I wonder. I, th- I think that's because when I first met my wife, her English wasn't that good, so mm. I had to kind of drop all kinds of slang yep. and dialect and, very, and speak very clearly to her. Yeah, and I think I just kind of stuck with
1: that since yeah. then. language is interesting. It's I very think interesting it's thing. Uh, natural to do because I have to do it too. I, I. Speak much clearer now than what if I was speaking to someone from back home. Um, you said
0: you've said a few. Th- every once in a while it comes up, and I'm kind of like, I'm not sure what you said, but, I, but
1: I'll just keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I and that's it. that's the funny thing here is I, like people here still think I have a really strong accent, you know, and I this think I'm up. I think I'm watering it down load. And people from back home are probably like, who hey, is this guy? This guy? <laughs> He's changed, man, you know. And uh, it's like, yeah, but but people here, if I spoke like really broad Northern Irish here, would people would be. Get a lost. word I was saying, man. You'd so I have to. Lost. I have to take you, it you back. Said, you said know? not, not in
0: this conversation, but before. You've said a few things to me. Sometimes certain <laughs> phrases, and I was just like, okay, just keep going. Dude. Just let it god I, I just don't know what you said. The the, the, the yeah, you're you're. Your your, uh, your actual you, in your, the way you speak, falls through from time to time. And yeah, it does with yeah. me as well. Sometimes I'll say things, and even after 20 years of marriage with her, she's like, what did you of say? And course, I have to repeat yeah. it in a more clear, clean, less slang way. Yeah. So,
1: my wife gets it very much now. And actually, some Norwegian people, when they hear my wife speak in English, think that she sounds Northern Irish yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if we go right back to the first time she visited... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> The first time she came over to visit was actually the first time we'd spoke because we never spoke on on the phone or anything. Everything was like email and text, you know. So (laughs) we were walking through Belfast. We were spending the weekend in Belfast and we were walking. We were going to get dinner and I was talking away. And my wife's quite introverted as well. When you get to know her, she really opens up and very conversational. But uh, when she first meets someone, she'll be quite quiet. So I was doing a lot of the talking, you know. And uh, (laughs) I was talking away and talking away. And I just heard her mother and herself this is going to be a long weekend. <laughs> 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 I love it. But oh, she survived. Yeah, she yeah, survived, my, man. It's, uh, it's seven or eight years later, you know. So uh. give, give me a give
0: me a phrase now. You now you have to entertain me. Dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> give me a phrase. Give me a phrase in your local dialect, pure local dialect. And let me see if uh, I can uh, get it. I <laughs> uh, what's a crack? Good God, what was
1: it? <laughs> what's a crack? What's a crack? Like how's it going? Yeah. Okay. What's well, yeah. a crack? I yeah. guess I kind of... You can kind of get it from the tonality, I Well, think. In, in the body language, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me, give me another one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing it. Uh, oh, I'm squandered. Squandered. I would
0: guess that that would be scoundered.
1: I'm tired. Uh, I'm Embarrassed.
0: Embarrassed, scundered, yeah, scundered, scundered. Or, uh, or we would say, see now, I wouldn't even be able to catch what that would be based on yeah. in like clean English, scundered. That's I don't even know yeah, I don't know if
1: that's the thing is a lot of these, <laughs> I don't even know if they're actual words or they're, or they're just slang, what, yeah. you know, it's just what we say. Give me one more. Uh, we say, well, you'll get this one because you just said it, but we say, I'm shattered, shattered, yeah, oh, that's tired, yeah, but I guess that's pretty normal. Um, it's not normal, but it's easy to figure that yeah, out, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me see. <laughs> it's it's hard to think when you put me on the spot, man, you know? I do that to but, people, uh, I do that. <laughs> uh, let me see.
0: Uh. Okay, I'm no, going uh, to do something. Now, I'm totally, totally, really talking down on you, but let's just test your sense of humor. I'm going to write go something, it, and it I want you man. to say it. And I, and this is for my sister, yeah. my sister Meredith, back home. Um, I want you to say exactly this. And you can give it back to me in return because I am really teasing you. <laughs> yeah, it's all
1: good, man. I'm, uh, I'm good with it.
0: And all of my American friends are going to know exactly why I'm having Andrew read this. All of my American friends are going to understand this and they're all going to say, John, how could you do that to him? Well, again, I tease <laughs> because I love you see no, that right there? No, I no want no, you no, to no. read that, please. In your most Northern Irish.
1: Frosted Lucky Charms. It's magically delicious. <laughs> Thank you. Was it good? It was good. <laughs> now, uh, there is a, a breakfast cereal. Yeah, Lucky
0: Charms, called Lucky Charms and the leprechaun. And the isn't, that right? leprechaun. Yeah, yeah. isn't that awful that yeah. I did that? Oh, man. I, it's, I have ruined my friendship
1: with Mr. <laughs> Andrew Moore. Absolutely not, man. That's, that's 100% our style of humor is to actually uh, <laughs> to insult and tease and depreciate. But if you
0: were going to tease a black American, I mean, do you guys have a stereotype? Man, well, what, what? Give, <laughs> it, give it
1: back to me. <laughs> there, okay. there, were, there, there we're toeing a line. No now man, he's going to get himself cancelled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think this works one way and not the other. You know? <laughs> it's a one-way street here. We'll do it off camera. We'll do it off, uh, camera. Man, we'll do it the, off where, camera. Where is the racial equality here? You we'll, know? We'll, we'll, we'll turn off the <laughs> mic and then he'll let me
0: have it no li- listen andrew i um uh, thank you for having a sense of wow, humor man yeah. but i, I want to say as we wind this up i i i call you I'm, and i'm getting chills as i think this i have been an admirer of you and the work that you do because i think it's so important uh to have this focused on men's health to have a focus on health period mm, yeah but more specifically, men's health—you <clears throat> see so much in the media today that is focused on women's health, both physical and mental health. Yeah. Um, uh, in the in social media and in the media in general, they'll talk about you know fat shaming on women, and so much of this is towards women. And 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 I feel that at times men's health gets forgotten. Yeah. Uh, men's physical health, but also men's mental health. And you, like me, you know, we put our mental health struggles out there, you know, depression because of my son, you know, anxiety and things like that. We put that out there and I think that it is of enormous benefit Mm. to men. So I've been a real admirer and I want to say that from the heart, my brother, I have been a real admirer of what you're doing. It's been my honor to have you on my podcast and radio program. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for your time. I want to ask you something though, before we go, and I ask all of my guests uh, to do this. I'm gonna say three words, and then I'd like you to fill out the sentence. Just one sentence, okay? Wow. Andrew Morrow is
1: oh, complex. <laughs> complex. Well, okay. I would Com- uh, say, but um, yeah, I, I, in from a more role perspective, I would say um, dad, husband, coach. And that's
0: three good things to be. Mm. That's three things that put you in a state of giving of yourself. Dad, husband, coach. You've got to be a giver to succeed yeah, at those. Yeah, those
1: are the things, that uh, those are the three areas where I would consider my identity. And I don't think, of course, it's so good to put your f- whole identity in your career, maybe not, but that, you know, and, and but, saying I'm a coach is not necessarily saying I'm a personal trainer, you know? Oh, well, but if you're so really on fire
0: for what you do hmm. as a career, it's kind of okay to yeah. really put a big part of your identity yeah. into that because, uh, you know... Uh, it's not every, you know. I think you and I are blessed to be able to do these things that we really have a passion for, and yeah. then also call it work. Yeah. So when you're in that position, I think it's okay to identify yeah. with what you and, do for money. And I think, I do.
1: like you said, uh, like you said before, that we are the sum of our past. We yes. also we are what we do. I think yeah. in the present, you know, we are what we do, and and uh, coaching and personal training is a big part of what I do. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. Um, Dad and husband, being a good dad and good husband, and I think uh, forging a good You have a beautiful family. I've, I've never is, seen your you wife, but you have oh, beautiful children. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, you do. Uh, I have a beautiful wife as well.
0: I, I, <laughs> not trying to insult her. I just haven't seen her, okay? <laughs> I'm sure she's fine. I'll, I'll say this Andrew um, probably has the second most beautiful wife in Norway. Oh, there we okay, go. Can we say yeah, that? There we go. Charmer.
1: <laughs> and. Um, yeah, and, and, and providing and forging a career is a big part of being a good yeah. dad and a good husband, I actually believe. You yeah. know? Um, those, are my, those are my priorities in life. Those the are the areas you. where I want to excel. Um, There's three
0: wonderful areas of focus, again, that can put a significant change into other people's lives, mm-hmm. not only on, in your own life as you're learning, but as you're giving to others. Yeah. It can it can really change lives. You know, of course, it can influence your children. Yeah. It'll it'll influence your marriage. But then, in your capacity as a coach and PT, uh, you're helping people to change their lives. You're mm. very instrumental in that. Mm. It's a beautiful position to be in.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's quite special actually. It sometimes is. Because uh, it's I've a lot had. of responsibility. But yeah, it's, yeah. And um, yeah. and I've had that. Uh, <laughs> I've literally had that said to me that you you changed my life. You know, and that's quite a quite special to have in your career. It's very you know? humbling. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: it's There's no room for arrogance. You know, we talk about doing things for selfish reasons. Of yeah. course, we want to grow. We want to be in a better condition to 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 be of benefit to our family and our friends. So there is that selfish element, but it's also quite humbling when someone says those words. Yeah. You changed my life.
1: And I think it goes in circles too, because yes. in, in seeking self improvement, it, it <clears throat> improves our ability to help others as well. And, Amen. And growth, uh, personal growth, leads to you know societal growth or whatever you want to say. And
0: well, in that process of personal growth, you got to spread. It. You've got to give it, yeah. give it away as yeah. well,
1: and you're doing that. Yeah, and I think that's that's part of the process of personal growth. I think eventually it kind of sure it blossoms sure. into that where it becomes um, it. It's not just it's not about you. It's not just all about you anymore. And I think uh, in terms of fatherhood, the uh, the the kind of. Um, the impact that we can have for generations yes you know is uh, you're
0: starting a legacy you're starting a family yeah. legacy of positivity of giving of, of of personal development you're starting that. your kids are going to see that and they're going to learn that it's, um they may be too young to tell you that but they see it yeah and i'm saying this as a as a more experienced father in that my children are older mm. <clears throat> but uh now they're at that age where every once in a while they'll say things and it just breaks my heart in the most beautiful way yeah. where they put words on how I have influenced them. They're yeah. doing that now. Uh it's special. It's very special. It's very beautiful. And again, it's quite humbling and yeah. it's, it's like, yes, I'm doing something right.
1: Yeah. You know? And that's—it's uh, really nice to feel that from time to time because it's sure. very easy to be critical um, sure. of, your, of oh, your own self. Oh, and we're harsh. We on see ourselves. our we see our own flaws probably more than anyone else does. You know, we yeah. are very harsh on ourselves, mm. so
0: we need that external feedback. And, yeah, and uh, and that's not from weakness. It's just everybody needs oh, that little yeah, push, yeah. that little thumbs yeah. up
1: from time uh, to yeah, time. Yeah, I don't think validation is a bad no. thing at all. I think seeking it from the wrong places is yes. a bad thing but but from your wife and your kids that's oh, where you should yeah. be getting validation and uh, and maybe if you're not then there's something uh, So many there's something times. amiss there you know so
0: many times i've asked snoopy hey am, am i am i doing this right you know i need that validation from the most important important person in my life yeah. um and that's not weakness that's uh,
1: no i don't think so at um, all i think that's uh, part of the human experience and
0: let me ask you this in closing um uh Is there something you can, you know, this podcast and this radio show is about me bringing in guests who motivate me, inspire me, people who I like, people who I'm interested in. Mm. So, so you fall within all of those categories. Can you say something to my viewers and to my listeners that they can carry with them as motivation, as inspiration to get through their days, to get through their life? Can you put, put a paragraph out there yeah. that people can hopefully remember.
1: Yeah. Again I, I kind of um revisit something I said earlier a little bit because it's something that I that I repeat a lot with my clients is um don't let any little bump in the road become a huge catastrophe, you know, a bump in the road is not a car crash. You know, it's possible to get right back on track. Um and also to to be resilient and persistent. Resilient resilience and, and persistence. Uh, you might not be the most skillful or gifted or um, outstanding person in any field, but you can go a long, long way with re- resilience and persistence because I don't consider myself to be any of the former, but I consider myself to have the latter. Yeah. Um, and that is what has helped me to shape the life that I have now, which is a very good one. Um, yes. And which gives me hope of having that more so in the future
0: beautifully said by andrew moro (laughs) uh i almost forgot can you tell people where they can it's probably best for them to find you on instagram yeah how how do they find
1: you yeah uh, at andrew morrow coach um or at andrew Moro dot coach sorry and then you will see the tagline underneath strong dad project
0: at Andrew and Moro is Morrow is M O R R O W for those non English speaking for those non Northern yeah. Irish speaking because <laughs> that's not that ain't English he, no, spe- he no. speaks Northern <laughs> Ireland <laughs> no but um, uh, I, I I encourage people to go uh, I encourage you though you, you people to go to Andrew's Instagram page it's very inspiring uh, the program that he offers is quite effective. Uh, I've seen it on your clients at the gym and and, and this is going back almost two years when I was watching you train people at the gym. I can only imagine how much better things have gotten since then. Uh, Again, this brother is gaining in knowledge. Um, The effect of what he can teach uh, can only be more effective now than it was two years ago. So I want to say that without even seeing (laughs) a client, a current client, I know what you were doing before and I know it was good. Uh, And again, I have a, Huge appreciation for the type of work that you do. It's quite inspiring. So don't stop. Yeah. <laughs>
1: no plan to anytime soon. You're changing <laughs> lives, brother.
0: As you change yourself for the mm. better, you're also changing lives. There's a ripple effect in what you do. So you, you're you a force uh, uh, to be acknowledged in this world. So thank, thank you. you so much for what you do.
1: Appreciate that. Do you feel good? Absolutely. I want you, you, mean, you to feel yeah. good for yeah, being yeah, here. Yeah, I feel
0: yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the better man for having had this discussion with uh, you. So man, you.
1: this was a, a fantastic conversation. I uh, enjoyed myself a lot.
0: Thank you so much, Andrew. Yeah. All right, everybody. Andrew Morrow. Bye now.